All right, the Harvest Stone Podcast, episode 11, baby. Got to hydrate, boy. Got to drink that water. Always, always. Yeah, you got to stay hydrated. It's important. And the apple juice. Bro, cheers. Cheers, bro. Thanks for coming down, bro. We're going to have a good time. Thanks for having me, bro. I appreciate that. And congratulations, by the way. For? On just this, what oh. you've been doing. Oh, man, thank you, man. Yeah, man, I've been, been wanting to do it for a while, man, and I'm glad that uh, that I started and, I, and I'm overwhelmed with support, so it's awesome. You know, I get a lot of good feedback, and uh, it makes it worth doing it, you know, in a way, because um, it's I'm able to talk to friends. I'm able to talk to new people. People reach out and want to be on the show, so that's really good. And I always like to meet people, so it's, it's fun. You know, it's fun to talk and meet people. You've always so. been that way. Yeah, you've always yeah. been that way. I mean, I enjoy it a lot, so it's fun. And we're going to have a good time tonight, too, man. So it's going to be great. Yeah, man. How yeah. long has this been brewing for? Like, how long have you been, like, My having God. that idea? The idea probably idea. started when I was in Haiti, probably 20, I want to say maybe 18 or so, maybe 17. I was sitting with Rakan one day at the house, and um, we were thinking about it. And then Rakan had, had my name on his phone saved as Oliver Stoned, oh, right? Okay. And I was like, bro, that would be such a great podcast name. And then that he's is. like, bro, you should start one. And then ever since then, it just started brewing from there. That's pretty cool. It's an all-around good name because especially with the film stuff. And he was into film. And Yeah. Well, so. there's the Oliver Stone, and he's a director. Right. That's what but, I'm saying. Uh, it's, it, yeah, exactly. That's what you meant. But, yeah, it's, it's funny because some people say – some people like it. And some people it's like oh, – but I like it. I think it's fun. No, I think that's it's a cool, fun man. name. That's yeah. cool. Thank you if for was, having me, if bro. If it wasn't for Rakan, I wouldn't have had the name. Shout out to Rakan. Yeah. Shout out Yo, to Rakan. Yeah, bro. I can't wait for him to come in. He said he's coming in December 25th wow. on Christmas. Wow. Like, what a present, right? Very, him, very him thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe there's actually flights on the 25th, bro. I mean, but, like, I don't know. Like, why would In fact, you that'd be the one day that, you know, you kind of get to be home sometimes, with your family. Sometimes it is what it is. You got to do what you got to do. I've flown on the 1st of January before. That was interesting and then also yeah. on the 31st so i guess yeah it makes sense i shouldn't have treated it like it's like any other day the airport the <laughs> airport was lit the airport was way more lit like it on the first of on january the, on the 31st people were partying at the airport i remember people that had the layover over midnight i guess like yeah oh i wasn't there at midnight i was there like on the 31st like during the day midday i think i was coming into miami actually yeah. from haiti no from uh va okay yeah um okay cool man but no yo we, i we we need to talk about billiards, bro. Is that why I, you brought me here? Yeah, I brought you here <laughs> specifically for that because I'm a big fan. Okay. I love the billiards movies. I don't know if you've seen any of them, like The Hustler. The Hustler, of course. Yeah, and um, course. Mississippi the River. Yeah, the Mississippi, Mississippi River. River is Mississippi uh, Run. Sorry, Mississippi Run. Mississippi right? Mississippi Run. That's a good movie. Um, the Hustler is good too. Yeah, I think I only know The Hustler and the sequel. And I, there's another one that I've seen too that I just don't remember the name. Yeah, I, mean, I tend to forget the name sometimes. I, I forget. I'm not a big movie person, so like yeah. anything movie wise, I might might have seen it before, but I'm not a huge movie buff. Like yeah. oh, I man. watch sports, oh man. Yeah, <laughs> I love sports. Right, before we get to that, I want to know about the builders. I want to know where this fascination came from, man. Where this passion came from? Because I had no idea. I saw you posting the stuff, and I'm like, damn, this guy looks like he's legit, bro. Like he's Wait. in tournaments and shit. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> Wait, but as as long as I've known you, I mean. You've never, I've never played with you. I, I think we might have played before, but how many, how, how often have we actually been together in the past like decade or so? Yeah, that's true. I mean, like I was in Haiti in 2014 until like 
two, three years ago. So it's funny that you like you said 2014 and the decade is like 2014. Like that's yeah. a decade ago. Yeah, it's like 10 years. Man. I feel like 2014. 2014 to me feels like yesterday kind of yeah um but we saw each other i think 2012 yeah but we never played is what i'm saying You're like right. we would never play and i would have never known that you played yeah man you know like, like oh man like pools pools been a part of my life bro all my life like my entire life um i don't even remember learning how to play what do you mean like i don't remember learning how to play pool that's how long i've been playing for wow so like i was i used to get put on the table my dad used to sit me down on the table I used to throw the balls with my hands before I could, like, reach the table t with a stick, essentially. Mm -hmm. So it's something that's been, like, part of my life, bro. Like, I haven't, I haven't really had to remember not playing pool because I've been playing it all my life. Wow. I grew up with a pool table at home, so that's how I got into it. I was even going to ask that. I was like, we'll get, you have probably have one at your house. Yeah, so my dad was big into pool. He loved playing. So that's how I got into it. When I was a kid, so right. it was like, you know, I had no choice kind of thing, but um, his passion for it turned into my passion. Mm -hmm. um, I would get my mom involved sometimes, like I would have her come play with me because sometimes my dad wouldn't be around. He'd be like busy or something. And I'd be like, mom, like, I want to play. Like, let's play. Let's play. So then did you ever have to learn like um, how to play alone? Of course. Because there are games you play alone. That's the beauty of it, too. Yeah, right? I used to play by myself, too, when I was... I used to go to La Reserve and play at the pool table there. I used to play there, too, man. Yeah. I used to play there, I used too. To get there, order a prestige frappe, I used and see, that's it. that's the thing. Like, I left Haiti when I was younger, so there are a lot of things that I didn't get to experience unless I was there for vacation. So, you know, I would go back home a couple times a year for vacation, but I wouldn't get to do everything that there was to do. But I mean, that's not much to do. Like, bro, there, there's some programs, but most of the thing is centered in Pennsylvania. So, you, you right. Know. Talking about establishments. But right. In terms of like, you know, visiting the rest of the country, other parts of the country. I've, I've done my fair share of that. But you've been to Jeremy? Jeremy when I was a kid. Damn, I've never I never got to go, man. I've always wanted to en to end up there somehow. I didn't. I there's got as far as Port Salut, I think. Camperin. Port Salut is beautiful. Yo, Bro. Have you gone to the uh, the La Guat Marijan? No, I haven't been. No, I never oh got to go to the God, caves, bro. bro. You gotta do that. You gotta do that. If you're if you're uh, not scared of like being in a confined space, bro, I'm a pussy, bro. <laughs> 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 I can't even be in an elevator. Like I do not like confined. Are you claustrophobic? Spaces. Yes. Not wow. not not crazy claustrophobic, but I I don't like tight spaces. So that might not be the best thing for you. Yeah. That might not be the best thing for you because the thing is like you get, there's crawl spaces where you gotta like really crouch and then you think it's the end of it and then a whole nother room opens up like i think we got through like at least five five to six seven rooms so and there's like multiple rooms people say that there's so like rooms are talking about different sections of the different cave. sections of the cave and the yeah. rooms are you know either some of them are this size right here some of them are as big as that other side of the how room how tall is it they're tall right bro there are places where you're walking, and if I take a rock and I throw it, it's like a like a black hole. You can't hear. Well, it. yeah, there's no sound. Oh, there you can't hear it. You don't hear it drop anywhere because it's like it's just a, a black hole. But you're walking right next to it, and you. Have oh, to you mean it's like like the fucking abyss. The abyss. Wow. You're inside the mountain. You're inside the cave. You're where? So and to get from one oh, bro, room to I would freak a, the fuck out. Yeah, man. that's what I'm saying. If you're claustrophobic, I don't suggest anyone do it because oh, like if you have shit. any kind of like uh, any kind of phobia or fear of being in a dark, confined space. But yeah. He was the guide. He was like, yo, we're going to... Who were you with before you continue? Sorry. So I came into Haiti 
um, my godmother was in town, my mom's sister, and like we were back home and we were just hanging out. I was on vacation. And um, my parents were like, yo, let's take a trip somewhere. Let's go visit. Oh, and so we went, went with family. We went cool. to Salut. And it was my parents, me, my godmother, and then we had some friends that took the trip too. And right across from the hotel we were staying at, that hotel actually got um, like damaged and demolished. Part of it, it got demolished by, um, by a hurricane. Um, we were there and we we're just like, yo, let's do something. Like, let's find something to do. And then one of the guys was like, yo, we should do the La Guat Marijan, comme si Alain Léa va faire un bon petit marché, like it's going to be but you're going to end up seeing some beautiful things. Yeah, yeah. So we were like, all right, cool, let's do it. But halfway through the hike, I think my mom and my godmother were like, yo, we can't, like, we're that they were in pain because it's a steep hike <coughs> and it's a pretty deep, pretty long hike. I've hiked Seguin. So it's not as bad as Seguin, but. Seguin is bad? I mean, so like, I mean, it's worse than that one. I mean, sorry. Yeah, you're not gonna, you're not hiking that far. Like, it's, Damn, it's so just it's a steep a, hill. Was a hike, man. Yeah, like, that's. I would love to do that one day. I have friends who have done it and bro, who do it all the time. Bro, when you climb Seguin, at one point when you get to the top, right, and you, it becomes the plateau, and you go to Willie's house, mm -hmm. you realize at the edge of that cliff that why I mean why the island's called Haiti. Ouais. Which is the land of the mountains. Because ouais. it's just an endless sea of mountains. Like, it just goes like this. Yeah, like man. A wave it's that beautiful, bro. That falls in down to the name, down to the history. Yeah. And, you know, think about it. Like, the citadel being hidden behind a mountain. Like, the fact that you can't see it from the bottom. Uh, we use, you know, mountains are, are a part, of, a part terrain, of Haitian bro. culture. It's nice, yeah. bro. Yeah, that bro. So, um, so, yeah. So, like, we went to the, the cave and... What I was trying to tell you, like, if you have a phobia, it's pr probably not the best thing to do because the guide was like, yo, we're going to shut off our phones. Nobody's going to talk. Nobody's going to have a flashlight on. And we're just going to be quiet for, for like a minute or two. It's the first time that I was able to, f like, feel silence on my arms. What? Are you, what? Like, I felt the silence. Like, you felt the quietness. That's crazy. It's like, I, that's, that's the only way I can explain it because... The, the way that, like, everything was just still in there. Because you're, like, four or five rooms in at that point. Yeah. And like, when I tell you, like, you look at a corner of the cave. You can't see it, though. You have to. You have, what you, like, what's, what's your guide holding for, like? Oh, we had phones, flashlights. Okay. It's, it's, there are places that are slippery. Like some places. But even then, when it's so dark, even with your, let's say if you put your phone flashlight, right, yeah. which probably some people had. If it wasn't for the accumulation of all of you illuminating, imagine one person in there with the light. It's you're not gonna see past. No, like, you're not gonna see past. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Like so you'd have to be right next to the wall. Because we were to see a group it. and yeah. he had a big flashlight and makes we had sense. our phones. Yeah, it, it, it was cool. So that's why he did that experiment. But to me, the, the what blew my mind was you were looking at a corner of the cave and you think it's like, okay, you know, it's just a dark corner or whatever. And he's like, Okay, na passe subosa. And then you're like, Oh, whoa, there's a little hallway right there. You go through and you can, it's just enough for one person to get through at a time. And then you <laughs> walk down, you jump down to a little area of sand and it's a whole other room. Like a whole other room. Like beautiful things, man. Pay bell. Like pay yeah. bell. So at the end of the day, that's what I really wanted to do more of, <laughs> you know. But, um, you know, unfortunately we can't right now. But I'm definitely uh, going to try to do as much as I can whenever I go back. Yeah. I mean, I got to do my fair share of traveling when I was there, too. Yeah. Like, Liska took me all over, man. We went, we went to Hinch. We went to Okap. 
went to Lakai. That's awesome. Sa, uh, Port Salut and Campere and all these places. But I yeah, that's important. A, yeah, no, it's it's because when I when I grew up, I never got to visit. Like we didn't travel. My family didn't really go around the country like that. We just went to to um, the beaches, you know, right. the regular spots like Wau Bay or private beach houses, right, and stuff right, like that. places that were accessible, um, you know, yeah. quicker to get to. Uh, but we never really ventured out of that. But um, not to say we didn't travel. We traveled every summer. Obviously, we would leave and stuff and sometimes go to Miami or we went to Bahamas once, Jamaica, mm-hmm. Mexico. I love Jamaica. Yeah. I got to visit Jamaica when I was uh, 15, and that was yeah. one of the funnest trips of my life. Man. Nice. We drove through the uh, – I forget what the name of the forest is, but it's a, like a very famous forested area to I go from it. Kingston to Ocho Rios. <coughs> and it was like one of the nicest drives I've ever been in my life. Nice. Yeah, man. I was a kid when I went, so I, I, I vaguely remember. I just remember it was the first time I saw somebody driving, I think, on the opposite side. Yeah, they drive on the on the left-hand on, side. Yeah. yeah. No, the right-hand side. We drive on the left, right? No, yeah. like, we drive on the right, but, like, the, the... You're talking about on the road, or you're talking about the steering wheel? Talk about the steering oh, wheel. Oh, okay, okay. Well, both. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm talking about the steering wheel. Like, they drive on the right side, Welcome right? to the Oliver Stone podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, baby. That's right, Luke. No, but <laughs> and then and then the whiskey, you know, like this is yeah. The guy, the guy, I was like, like get the, I wanted the twelve year old. He's like, no, this one's better. I was like, all right, I'll take your word for it. Yeah, but so essentially, I don't know how we got on that rabbit hole, but it's gonna probably happen a lot today. Uh, yeah, because we we started we talked about you growing up in Haiti with um, the pool table. Right, right. So I grew up with the pool table at home. So that's essentially how I started playing. Um, my dad was like super passionate, like I was telling you. Um, and then he taught me how to play. He's essentially the person who got me into playing. Both of my parents supported me, you know, bless them for that, because there were days where I would spend hours just playing by myself or playing with my dad. We would put music on, and then we just yeah. listen to all kinds of music playing. Damn, that sounds good, man. Because I used to do that when, when I went to Lagos Up, and, but I used to just bring my headphones and just listen to, like, a playlist, and then I'll just go for, like, an hour. Wow. And I'll play by myself. So I had to Google, like, games to play alone, like 9-ball or 8-ball or whatever. Nice, nice, so, nice. So what was some of the first games you played by yourself? Essentially, 8-ball, uh, there's a game called 64 where you use the numbers of, like, the ball numbers instead of the colors and the stripe versus solids. Um, so that was cool. But mostly 9-ball and 8-ball, that's what I played. Mm-hmm. And then my dad and I used to love playing uh, a variation of 8-ball, which is 8-ball last pocket. So, yeah. you know, wherever you make your last ball, that's it's where you, you make. put the. Yeah, we used to do that with. Well, I guess it depends because, yeah, you would just talk to the person you're playing with. Do you want to play last pocket or not? You know, yeah, and then be it's, it. it's a gentleman's game. Yeah. So, you know, it's a gentleman's game. It's essentially like you make an agreement as to what game you're going to play first, what variation of the game first. Mm-hmm. You set rules and then you, you know, you play. Like, it's what's ge- some of the rules? What, like, is, wh- how, how crazy can the rules get? So. There's a there are a lot of myths and people say what you can and can't do on the mm. table, but for example, one rule is the easiest and most common one, which is ball in hand or behind the line. So essentially, when somebody okay. sinks the white ball, the cue mm-hmm. ball, are you going to put the ball behind the line or are you going to put the ball in hand and be able to, be to place it anywhere you want? So essentially, if you have stripes and solids and you want to put yourself in a better position because it's right next to the solid. Sure. Ball in hand allows you to do that. Okay. But if you're playing behind the line or, like they say, behind uh, in the kitchen, 
you have to put the ball behind the line. In the kitchen, never heard that one before. Yeah, nice. in the kitchen, like, like that. In the kitchen is like you got to start back there. Okay. And then you got to play from that. So okay. all kinds of rules, you know. There's essentially like whether you have to call your shot. Okay. Are you playing call shot or are you playing call pocket? Mm-hmm. Call pocket essentially means that if you call the pocket where you're going to make the ball, mm-hmm. no matter how the ball gets there. As long as the ball gets into that pocket and it falls in that into that pocket, does that mean you can hit the opponent's ball to hit your ball, or that's never allowed? That's never allowed. Okay. You know, you the what you call the object ball, which is the first ball that you have to hit, is always has to be your ball. Okay. Um, I mean, people will make up their own rules. That's that's the thing about the game. You know, people will make up their own rules, but they're an accepted like set of rules for each type of uh, billiards game you're gonna mm-hmm. play. There are different types of billiards. Like it's right. So because I don't know any of that, I just stack them and hit them. Yeah, billiards, I play the simple bil- way. billiards is like the overarching term or the overarching, um, you know, word for it. But like you can play carom billiards. Carom is, is where the table doesn't even have holes. What do you mean? Like so there's, you know, no, there's no balls of sink. There's no pockets. It's three balls you play with. Okay. And the, uh, the idea is you have to hit both balls in one shot. Okay. So, you know, there's no pockets. There's a pool, which is the like the modern day, like what most people play. You know, what I play. Yeah, what you play. <laughs> and then you have, you know, all types of variation. There's snooker, which involves a larger table. It's very popular in Ireland and in the, in the UK and stuff. Uh, in India, it's very popular. Uh, snooker. So it's just larger. Same amount of balls. Same S- amount of way more balls. It's uh, it's a larger yeah, table. Yeah, two seconds. Go Pardon ahead. Me. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm gonna pick that. It's important. That's not your phone. Yo, I was thinking, I was like, yo, this is, is that your ringtone, bros? <laughs> ringtone sounds like you're whack. No, it's, a, it's the motion sensor. And we're back. Yo, yeah, that's the motion sensor. I just had to. Sorry I had to judge your ringtone for two seconds. No, it's not my ringtone. The whole time this was ringing, I was like, yo, is that no. your ringtone? Like, how do you even hear it? It's the, ri- it's the ring, but it's the ring. You're right. It's the ringtone. Not for your phone, though. No. Okay, that wasn't your phone. All right. No, no, no. My phone's on silent, bro. Okay. Yeah. I, I think no. mine's on vibrate. <laughs> <laughs> if it vibrates, where where is it? No, no, no. We're not no, gonna know. It doesn't even it's matter. It's in sight, man. It's in sight. Gotta make sure, just in case. Um, you know, yeah. the fam needs me. <laughs> yeah. So, oh uh, yeah, we're going to the one that you said. What was the name of it? Snooker. Yeah. So that one's a larger table. You said it's a larger table. Um, but compared to the regular table, is what size? So that's for a pool table. So like pool table sizes are about there. You can have a four and a half by seven, mm-hmm. which is what you're gonna find at most people's. Uh, bars, stuff like that, mm-hmm. four by seven, sorry. Um, you can have a four and a half by eight, which a lot of people put in inside homes because it's in between the largest table and the table that you find at the bars. Mm-hmm. So the table that you find at the bars is going to be like a, your typical bar table. It's going to be about four by seven, four feet by seven feet. Okay. What I like to play on is a four and a half by nine because it's a bigger table. Okay. So you have a lot more strategy. There's a lot. It's a lot tougher to make the balls because you have a lot more green, more distance. Mm-hmm. And then um, for snooker, which is a completely, almost completely different game, it's a bigger table and the pockets are smaller. Does that mean, uh, are the balls smaller? The balls are also smaller. Okay. And so the cue, the stick. is smaller also. It's usually smaller. It's more thin in diameter. Wow. Interesting. So snooker is extremely difficult. Like I played on a snooker table. The first time I played, I was in front of the pocket and I couldn't make a ball. And I've been playing pool all my life. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. So imagine like, if I held that shit. Yeah, I fit fly, bro. Yeah, I I, uh, I had one of a roommate back in the day. Um, his name was Sahil, one of my one of my old roommates. 
and he was from India, so he liked to play cricket, he liked to play pool, and, and he was like, yo, um, I'm going to introduce you to snooker, because I see how much you love the game, and him and I were on the same uh, pool league and the same team and stuff, and he, he was like, yo, one Saturday he calls me, he's like, we're going to teach you how to play snooker. I'm like, I know how to play snooker, man. I, I play pool, like. Yeah, but how did you know about the game? Have you seen him play, or did you no, watch? I online? had seen it on like on TV when okay, I was a kid. Gotcha. I, I had always seen it. Like I was, I'm fascinated by this is my passion. So right, like, so I you know, know all the games. I know all the games. All the I just, I know all the shit. You're so the like, guru. Okay, so I got you. Not, not. I wouldn't say the guru, but like <laughs> I'm very passionate about this. So like this is I love what, it, yeah. what I do. And um, and when I when he told me that, I was like, yo, I I know how to play. Like I play pool. I'm good. I was getting ready to be like, yo, man, put your money up. Like what's up? But I was, I was like, you know, let me just chill. Let me just learn how to play, see how, what the game is, like, whatever. Bro, I show up. We went to this Korean bar. It was a Korean pool bar. This is in Virginia. And um, we show up, and I get it's on the second floor. And it's like they all look at us because we're the two foreign guys who don't look anything like anyone who's in there. Right. And then I look at the table, bro, and I'm like, wow. Like, it's almost like it was a whole different I, I was just shocked because the size of the table. It's almost like two times the size of a pool Regular table. Regular pool table. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And then, yeah, man, like, it's a lot harder. So, essentially, like, you have to be more technical. You have to be more precise, more Same accurate. rules. Similar rules. The, the thing with snooker is you have to make one of the red balls. The red balls are the neutral balls. And then you have different color balls that count for different variations. Oh, so points. they're not even like the regular It's not balls. the same oh, gotcha. same regular balls. It's not like stripes and solids. It's and numbers and yeah, stuff like that. Snooker, the term snooker means playing defense. Okay. So, you know, you play a little bit of pool. So, like, there's offense and defense. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the beauty of the game. It's like chess. You got to play offense. Mm -hmm. You got to play defense. Um, with snooker, you're playing a lot of defense because the table is so big and you have a lot more ways to win by playing defense. Okay. Until your opponent messes up gives you a shot, and then you can go and start making balls. But with snooker, there's neutral balls. The red balls are neutral balls. You have to make the red ball, one of the red balls first, and then you can go for the point balls. So you have to make a red ball, then go for the point balls. Gotcha. So the red ball gives you access to make a point. Exactly. If and if you put another ball in? What do you mean? The other color in first before the red ball. It's, I think it's a foul. Don't okay. quote me on that, but I think it's a foul. Um, you have to make a red ball in order to have access to the point balls. Mm-hmm. So if you can't make a red ball or like a neutral ball, you're going to play a snooker. You're going to hide the white ball, the cue ball, behind one of the red balls and make it difficult for your opponent to, to score make a red ball. A red ba Copy. A red ball. Got it. And then the black ball is the most points, but it's the one that hides behind the big bulk of red balls that you have to break out to start making points. So how's the ball set up on the table? It's it's a weird setup, bro. It's very complicated. It's wow. not like a triangle, like in pool. It's not yeah. like. Does it have a thing you put it in to give it the shape, or you manually? No, do the it? way it is, I think you line up the red balls somehow, and then like in the middle, but towards the back of the uh, of the, the 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 front, the, the back of the table, they call it. You have the black ball. Then further down the middle, you have a different color ball. So you basically have like a you have a wall you need to penetrate. Exactly, and you have to like the the trick is when you're starting a snooker match you don't break you lightly hit it towards the the red balls to put your opponent in a tough spot yeah so that they can't do so anything. like if you got it really close they wouldn't be able to like do much with the, with, much the with, shot. The, with the shot because they have to make a red ball then. Copy. or oh, wow. you have to like skim it or slice it essentially slice the white ball off of a red ball bounce it off the rail 
and make the white ball come back towards the end of the table so it's still a hard shot to go anywhere. Mm. So that's the ideal way to do it so that you just play defense as much as you can and force your opponent to give you a shot. Mm -hmm. Beautiful things, man. Beautiful thing. Like I, li I like that. I like the geometry aspect of it. The fact that you're hitting two round balls is also a big factor. Like it's, it makes it it makes it easier than it a hard. Uh, sorry, harder than it looks. So I was talking to my teammates literally about that like two days ago when I was playing uh, on Wednesday. You were supposed to come. No, yeah, I got. By I, the way, I bailed out, man. I was I'm gonna tired, call bro. you out on your own podcast. That's fine, bro. You can. <laughs> I, I, I've tried to come many times. I'm lazy but when I get home, and then I get I'm pause, tired, pause, bro. pause. But, <laughs> <laughs> but no, but it's okay, man. Because there's gonna be a, a lot of yo, opportunities. Yo, play all the time. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> Shit, I, I, I play every day. Just call time. me. I'm like, yo, <laughs> exactly. come through. But um, now my room, my um, teammate and I were talking about that the other day. He was like, yo, we're having a conversation. Pool is not really that much geometry. A lot of people think it's geometry. Like, mm -hmm. you're not sitting there being like, I'm going to make this ball at a 28.2 degree angle. And, mm -hmm. you know, like, you're not, it's not that. All it is geometry-wise, if anything, is you're calculating the tangent line. Like, the tangent line is the only geometry, really. It's mostly physics. Which is the, the line you choose to... The crossing point where, like, uh, your, your line is going to touch another object, essentially, uh -huh. in the middle of it. That's what you call like the ghost ball concept in pool, where you're gonna, you know, you ever see like people go behind the object ball that they're gonna shoot at and act like they're shooting it directly into the pocket? Like, I don't know. I would have, I, I feel like this is something I would have to see it. Yeah. So, yeah. like, if, if, if it's geometry, then you're calculating angles and you're calculating a lot more. I feel things. like that's what I'm doing when I'm playing. It's not, it's angles, their angles is involved, but it's not that much. It's like, 25 like I'm thinking about how I'm gonna hit it. Am I going to hit in the center of the white ball, the top of the bottom, the left of the right, which causes spin and all these things, right. and how it's going to impact when I hit that ball, right, exactly. and, I, and make it go where I want it to go? That's, that's the all going through my head. There's yeah, a I lot. Mean, that, There's that, a lot. Yeah, that is, lot. it is because every time you hit the shot and you, you get like, especially when you get a streak, like when you, when you got a hot hand, you can make like five, six balls in a row. You, I know you probably sink all of them. Like if you get good, you get sink all of them, right? If I'm, if I'm hot, if I'm hot. Yeah, I mean yeah if, if you're hot, you can sink all the balls. Like the other guy doesn't even <laughs> touch one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, ha it can happen. I mean, I don't do it. Like when I'm playing a, when I'm playing Dude, a legit match. That bro. <laughs> we got to play, bro. We got to play. Matter of fact, we should have done this on a pool table, but we'll do another one That'll on a pool crazy, table. That would be crazy, right? Man. That'd we'll do nice. another. We should do another one on a pool table. Yeah, on location. But, no, they probably decide, but yeah, I got to find a spot for you. I got to find a good spot for you. Um, but, like, I think the beautiful thing about the game, too, is that it's so complex, just like what you're talking about. You, it's not a lot of geometry. It's more physics because you have two spherical objects, which mm -hmm. are, like, essentially, like, it's so hard to calculate what happens when they, the balls hit each other. Mm -hmm. But if you're able to really master and, like, you know, just hit the – strike the ball correctly, you can make that ball go where, wherever you want. Right. And so – um, so yeah, man, over time I've been able to like love it and master it. And, um, I'm just thankful that when did you start competing, I started competing in 2019, like right before COVID actually. Yeah. Right before the lockdown hit, mm -hmm. I actually started competing. I signed up for the APA, the American pool association. Um, and I decided that I want to take it more seriously. Like mm -hmm. I can't be playing this all my life and, I'm so passionate about it. I used to go to bars a lot and play and just, like, literally run run the table for, like, all night, um, play with a lot of my good friends, play doubles. You know, we would have a good time, but I'm like, man, I want to take it. To like, the next level? Yeah, because, like, 
going back to like why I started playing and my dad and that, w- that was one of the ways that I, I bonded strongly with my father. Um, it was one of those things that's just a part of your life. Yeah. And then I spent about, I want to say from when I was like 17, 18, I didn't play as much because I, w- I went to college and then I just like, you know, wasn't playing as much. I would play here and there, but I wasn't playing like I was playing like back home. Back home, sometimes I would, like I tell children, play 40 games in a row. Like, I eat breakfast, wake up, shower, whatever, wow, and then okay. I play for four hours with okay. my dad. So what are you, where are you at, would you say, pro-wise? Is there a ranking? I'm not pro. I'm not pro. You're not pro? Let's, bro, Kay. if I had to be, nah, I'm not pro. I'm, Damn. I'm, I'm, it's attainable. I can beat you then. You can no, beat probably me, bro. bro. I probably can beat you. <laughs> <laughs> I might let you beat me a couple games. Damn, you'd have to let me win, right? Nah, Damn, not really, bro. Crazy. Well, at least let me win one. I got Go you. home with some dignity, bro. The thing is, or you know what? I'll just keep playing and earn that win. Anything can that happen. Win. Earn that you don't have to be good to win a, a, a game of pool. You don't have to be good. Because you could just sink the white ball at the end and I win, right? It could, it could go <laughs> that way. It could go that way. It's like real life, man. You, all it takes is that one mistake. You can make one mistake and that's it. It's all yeah. over. You, that's why every move has to be calculated. Every move has to be, you know, purpose. Like there's got to be purpose behind every move you make. Mm-hmm. So those are the types of analogies that I make to the game. And that's why it's such a beautiful game, bro, because, um, you know, like it's a representation of life. Just like they say chess, there's so much strategy and it makes mm-hmm. you a smarter person. There's there's a lot of chess in pool. There's a lot of calculations. A lot of strategy. Yeah. And you're also playing really to your against your opponent. I might play against you one way and then I'm playing against the other guy completely differently. Just like you might not be great at making the like making pool pool shots, but you can put me in a defensive and a safety position for the entire game, and then you beat me that way, just playing defense on me. You make me beat myself. Yeah, that'd be great, right? <laughs> that's that, that's maybe I will. Hey, bro, let's play, man. Let's play sometime. No, for real, I should. We should do that, man. Let's, let's play. You go to the one in Davie all the time. Is that the one you mainly go to? I like I play there a lot because like that's one of the spots that my league plays at. Um, so essentially like when I signed up and I started playing in 2019, I joined the APA, uh, the pool association. So that's like a way for amateurs and people who are really like want to take it a little bit more seriously than just playing for fun. Mm-hmm. You join it, but you have people that started pro and they started with APA or the world pool association. The so you, how often do you play? Uh, I try to play like almost every no, day for f- with the league. Oh, right now I'm playing one, one night a week with league. Okay. Um, I'm going to try to bump it up to two very soon. I'm going to try to play nine ball. Okay. Because um, right now I'm playing in an eight ball league. Um, so I play league one night a week, but I'm playing. If I could play every night, I would play every so night. So eight ball is just with eight balls? No. Eight, eight ball, ball is the name of the game? Eight ball is the name of the game because the black ball, the eight ball is what you have to make at the very end. So that's the final ball that you have to Right. So if I tell you let's play pool, we're playing eight ball. You're going to have to play your stripes let's say your stripes yeah. you gotta make your stripes and then you gotta make the eight ball so that's why eight ball is called eight ball cool when I you're playing you know, i never realized that was the name of it that's yeah. what i was asking okay, when cool. you're playing nine ball it's a completely different game because first of all you set up the balls differently because there's only one through nine whereas okay. eight ball you have one through 15 everyone has seven bo- like each player has seven balls plus and the then bag. plus the eight ball mm-hmm. um when you're playing nine ball the nine ball is in the middle and it's set up as like a rhombus or a losange. And you pretty much play consecutively with nine balls. So you're going to play one, two, three, four, five until you get to the nine ball. How do you play that with two people? So one person breaks. 
if you make a ball, you keep shooting, right? Right. Let's say I make the one. So now I got to go for the two. Right. You miss the two. I go for the two. Now you got to go for the two. Okay. So you could literally make all the balls, miss the last one. I make that shot and I can win the game. Yeah. Interesting. So nine ball makes you a much more, um, a much more uh, precise player, a much more accurate player in sense of how you play for position. Playing for position means that if I'm going to make the two ball, I know I got to make the three next. So I'm going to play the two ball in a way that it's going to position me to be able to get to the three ball. So I'm not going to just make the two and just care about making it. Yeah. So you're, think or you're, you're thinking about where the, where the ball is going to end up after to give you another shot. You got to think ahead. You got to think ahead. Yeah. And that's another like. Or defensively, if you don't think you have another opening shot after. Exactly. And that's, a, that's one of the biggest analogies in pool is yeah. like, it's like in life, when you, you have a situation coming towards you, you have to think ahead of how to s problem solve. Sure. Yeah. It's a game that teaches you how to problem solve, just like chess, you know, just like. Do, a they lot of do, they, do you guys use the, that extra stick they give you if you, when you can't reach it? Oh, the bridge, yeah. So yeah. it's called the bridge? It's called the bridge. It's not the bitch stick? Or the bitch I stick. The I was going to say the bitch <laughs> stick. The bitch stick is, is another name for it, but it's, it's essentially the they bridge. They actually use it? Like it's a legit yeah, thing people bro. use? There's, I mean, you have break sticks. Like I'm, okay, I'm going to so get. Let's talk about, like, body language on the table. Am I allowed to sit on the table to make a shot? What, what can you cannot do? Because I've seen people do some wild shit on the table. First of all, you can't, you can't put your drink on the table. That's like... No drink on the that's table. That's like a big no-no, yeah, bro. I used I to hate that. that. I used to hate that because, yeah. again, it's like people who care about the game and understand how... There's a bad reputation to pool. Don't get me wrong. There's a, it's a reputation of, like, hustlers and, like, gambling. But there's I also... I fucking love that, though. It's like cool. when I'm watching The Hustler, bro, I love that. I love that the whole little like. I got some stories for you. Yeah, but I didn't know. No, but okay, okay, we'll, okay, we'll okay. get there. Right, I want right, to answer right. your I'm question, anxious. bro. Let me. Let me go. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, the question you asked was essentially like, what can you do? What can you not do? Don't put your drink on the table. You can't sit on the table to make a shot, but you always have to have one foot on the ground okay so one foot on the ground at all times at all times at least one so foot. no superman shit no superman shit don't be doing Deep like don't be yeah <laughs> don't be doing all that no planking on the table like don't do, do people that. go behind the back or is that just fancy shit that's that's fancy shit but it's useful in certain situations like you might you know you might need it it might come in handy like uh you're allowed to do that for example the league that i'm playing in right now you're not allowed to jump the ball oh, oh i see so if, uh, if you're in front of me i can't hop your ball no, okay. it's, it, that's against like that's against the league rules, essentially. Mm -hmm. Like there's a set of rules for that league specifically. Mm -hmm. um, the way that we like, for example, when you make a f like play a foul play or you, you hit the ball wrong or something like that. If you get if you get caught lying about that, it's a big no, no. Like it's a gentleman's okay. game. Like you have to be honest about how you played the game. Copy. Okay, so when the ball is stuck to the wall. Nah, you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm going to say, Yo, right? <laughs> you can't. It's like, it goes against, like, so, like, all right. So, for, for someone who might not know, you know, so much about the game, like, if the ball is against the rail, that means the ball is very hard to, like, get to to actually get a yeah. clean shot. You can't take <laughs> your stick. <laughs> It's like that's literally like touching the ball with your hands. It's oh, like it's so funny. That's bro. like saying like if you're playing soccer, can I pick up the ball and then throw it to my uh, oh throw it to man. my teammate or something? That's like, yeah, man. But there there are a lot of rules and there are variations to the definitely game. Definitely big no no. 
crazy. It's funny that you ask that because that's like the one rule people ask you. Like, it's so funny, bro. And he, I, I, I love that you know exactly what I was gonna ask yeah. as soon as I said when the balls yeah, on the wall. Yeah, because everyone thinks it's like it's that's a big myth about it. That's a huge myth. Yeah. Um, another myth is that yeah, like all pool players are gamblers or all pool players are hustlers. Like, well, I wanted to say all. Right. Like some people love the game and just but play believe it. it or not, in like the in the nineteen hundred but between uh like the nineteen twenties and back in the day, that's that there was a negative connotation associated with pool players or the game itself. Like mm -hmm. people used to hate on it and say like, Oh, you know, there's so much gambling around it, which is it's true, there's a lot of gambling around it. There's a way to shark people and hustle somebody. Like you can pretend like you don't know how to play and then play yeah. for money and take somebody's money because it's so technical. Yeah. But that's not like that. Doesn't, I mean, just that so doesn't good that you can make it seem like you can't play and whoop a guy's ass, but not yeah. just destroy him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, that's that's really like that's like pro shit. Probably. It's technical. It's technical. Like for example, a game like golf is very technical too because mm. you're using another object to strike a round object. Man, fucking golf, bro. To get it into a hole that's like hundreds of yards away. Yeah, like. Sometimes you, you gotta see maneuver trees, bunkers, did lakes. Did you see? Did you see Dwayne Wade do? No, the, I did not. Yo, Dwayne Wade hit a hole in one at Pebble Beach on one of the toughest holes. It's like For the real? hole is like pretty much on the Pacific Ocean, and the wind is a factor. Like all the elements are going against you, and then he just like hit a crazy hole in one out there. Bro, he must be play a lot of Nintendo Mario Golf. <laughs> play a lot of that shit i feel like my my Bro. golf game would be good yeah. yo you and your brother were big into video games we still are yo I comics just, i just beat a game right now while i was waiting for your ass to come here that's what I was you're doing mafia. yeah Damn. i was waiting for you and i was like man i'm just gonna play this game and then i ended up beating mafia? it and i was like is that, is that like a mac Payne or it's basically like grand theft auto type of game where it's kind of like open world you okay. can take cars you can do crazy but it's more contained yeah and it's it's got a story where you're like a mafia like you're in the mafia family so you start as like this cab driver that eventually gets uh into a situation where a bunch of guys get into his car that he has to take and they happen to be like in in, in part of the family and you know you do a favor they remember okay, that okay, shit. Okay. so so there's, a, there's a, it's that's game. that mafia story line yeah is what you're and playing. it's really cool because it, pl it plays like a movie in a way you know especially the cutscenes. Mm -hmm. like the, some of the games that i've played the uh, there's actual motion capture performances used okay. in the film. Like, oh, uh, sorry, in the game, like The Last of Us or... Um, I remember they started doing that, like, even yeah. in the Call of Duty games, they LA would have, Noir. like, in, in the, the storyline, they would have, like, a real movie playing and stuff. Yeah, or real actors, yeah. like, uh, some actors have showed up in Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So let me ask you this. Like, for me, the funny thing is that I never owned a console. Like, I had consoles, but, like, my own console that I wanted to actually... I asked my parents to get me a console. Was the Xbox like the first Xbox? Yeah, yeah I remember the that. The shit that weighed yeah, like I had it. It weighed. Bro. And the controllers were massive. They're like it was like massive. this. You were playing like this. <laughs> like the the Xbox itself though was huge. Like, Did was, you get it? Yeah, I got it for Christmas. I remember I okay. opened it up. You remember Halo? Was, Halo was the first. I came with Halo. Right. Bro, okay. Halo so was fire. hands down best game ever made. It's it's up That's there. That's one of the best games ever made, bro. It's, it's that up game there. is so good, bro. I, I trust you because my my video game knowledge is I not mean, that bro, great. That's debatable as hell, bro. People are gonna fight me in the comments. I hope they do. I mean, but I, I think I Halo think is FIFA, one of the best games. I think FIFA games. is up there. <laughs> uh, but FIFA is a sports game. I don't put sports games in those categories. I'm talking about original like, like a, a creation. Yeah, like yeah. a team came up with the story and all that stuff and the soundtrack. 
Man, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. The best that that's ever, that. For sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Yo. The choir, like it sounds like a choir or something. Bro, in the you beginning. could go to sleep to that music, bro. It's nice, bro. Um, Fuck, man. what a way to debut your system. The first time you come out, and that's the shit you come out with. What a fucking banger. I think Halo definitely took Xbox up there. No, it was definitely like probably the smartest thing you could have done as a launch game. Absolutely, and the fact that like even the the multiplayer on it was was really really cool. Like you could. Oh yeah, you play co-op and it's fun as fuck. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you played the whole story. Of, it reminded me of uh, Goldeneye. Bro, Goldeneye. Okay, probably one of the best games of all time. Also, Goldeneye. Was That's on there. That's probably top two a, right there. On a, was that on Super Nintendo? Am I getting? I remember it on the N64. N64. It was yeah. 64. It was yeah, N64. The I even had the watch. They had a watch. Yeah, there was a watch that they made um, that had the dial of you know when you push start and then the dial shows your your yeah, health bar yeah, and your yeah, and your, yeah, and your yeah. armor. Oh. It's blue and orange. Yeah, literally they had the exact watch. Bro, like, you just took me back. Did you remember? Did you ever play Perfect Dark? Hell yes. Perfect Dark. Was and then it was Perfect too. Dark Zero. Yeah, was the sequel yeah. or the prequel to that? Mm-hmm. Bro, some of the games were good back then, man. Let me let me switch gears. Let me switch gears on you real quick. Alex. What's your take? Let's say. You don't have kids, right? Let's no. say you have a kid right now. Yeah. In today's day and age, in today's world, like, what's your take on GTA? Like, like, do you do you let your like your kid is maybe what like I don't know, eight years old, nine years old. Like, do I let them play it? Yeah. Is that what you're asking me? Wow. I think. Um, is that is that a too personal question? Or? Well, no, it's not. No, it's not personal at all. I don't care. I'll, I'll answer it. it. The the thing is that it depends because um, I I grew up in a family where they didn't care. They just bought me whatever game I want. Me, yeah. I'm aware of the games. So the type of games that I play, or let's say my kid got into video games, which is probably games that I'm going to be introducing him to. Right. At one point, that kid might want to play Call of, Duty, uh, Call of Duty or Grand Theft Auto or any of these violent games. Hey, bro, let him play it. Yeah. Just let him play it. Yeah. Because that's ultimately, I don't feel like the game is it's what's going to make your child go and commit that shit in real life. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. like what happened the other day. I'm like, bro, this guy pulled some GTA shit. Yeah, it happens a lot these yeah. days. It, it seems like to be happening more and more every day. Yeah. So but I think it boils down to education, how you raise your child. Like the I game should not that. should not reflect your kid at all. I, I like mean, it, if it anything, it's it's if you if the if your kid is educated and knows, then it's just it's just a video game. Yeah, it, I think it's it not meant to emulate reality. It always does boil down to education um, and how you raise them as a parent. Right, you know? right. And thing. then also, like, to me, I think, you know, you have to nurture a child and, n- like, one child is not the same as the next. So if you feel like your child is ready to experience that and be able to make the distinction between, like, this mm-hmm. is a video game mm-hmm. and this is, like, real life and what it means in real life to actually <laughs> fire mm-hmm. a gun or to, you know, be in that situation. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, a, there's a time for everything is my stance on but that. But I think the biggest takeaway with Grand Theft Auto that makes it difficult, though, is that you have the freedom to do whatever you want, whatever fucked up shit you want to do. I haven't played that game since maybe, like, Vice City or, like... Yeah, so but it's wild, man. You can do whatever you one? want, man. You could get blowjobs in that game, even in Vice City, bro. You don't remember? Oh, yeah, when you shake the bro, car. The, yeah, come on, dude. Yeah, yeah, like, that's, that's, that's wild. But, but the thing you is, You couldn't like, swim, but you could fuck a prostitute. But, like, at the same time, is did they make that, like, they're still... It's crazier now? Like, you could do crazy... It's even more wild now. Like, think about it. It's 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 an unhinged world. You do whatever you want. You, you, you can get your guy fat. You can make him buff. You could have girlfriends. You can have all kinds that's of shit crazy, now. That's crazy, bro. That's crazy. Yeah, it's nuts, man. Like, the, like, that's what I, I think the biggest issue is is the fact that it makes it seem like it's so easy. Like, the amount of fucked up shit I see people do on GTA, it's like, at one point, you're going to be like, man, I couldn't get away with this in reality? 
and that's the danger. That is the danger. Because people, some people take video games and they think it's real life. <laughs> so, you know, that's the danger, man. Or maybe they, no, maybe they, they think life is like a video game. Like, you hit the restart. There's no right. restart. There's no, they don't, <laughs> they don't, they don't, like, say, okay, you know what, maybe my life is not a video game. Or, like, I'm not playing Grand Theft Auto right now. But sometimes, you know, the mind is, we're creatures of habit. So if we're, like, in the habit of playing a game that's violent, I think it, it's easily a, a, a it can easily become a factor to something something someone does in their real life. Like, not even just on a mass scale, like a uh, mass murder or something. Like, it's just little moments in your life. You're going to react and not react like you truly want to or you right. think it, it doesn't mean anything. You've got to move with purpose, bro. got to move with purpose. That's my stance on things. But um, I asked you that question just because we were talking about video games. And I was yeah. like, you know, I was wondering. <coughs> but um, No, yeah, I definitely wouldn't mind yeah. because... It's not a game I play personally, so I, I like story-driven games. So, um, or were you hypothetically uh, speaking, like yeah, if I had Zelda, the, I remember Zelda was big. Like I'm, I used to yeah, play Zelda bro, on Game Boy. Breath of the Wild on Nintendo Switch is fire, bro. Yeah, man, those are great games, man. I was a Game Boy person. Game Boy. And yeah, I had the too. I had all the variations of the Game Boy, the original boxy gray one with bro, the purple you are buttons. Always, always. Yeah, we always had it. We had the Game Gear. My dad too. My dad played, so nice. that's why. So nice. you're you're you played pool with your dad. Your dad. My dad didn't play video games with us, but we had all the video game systems, and he played. Yeah, like man. He, it was rare that we would play together. That's a blessing. Like bro. like a co-op. That's a blessing, man. That's a blessing. Um, being able to have you know our father, excuse me, um, just that's a blessing, bro. And yeah. yeah, like my dad passed on pool to me. Your dad passed on um, you know uh, video games and comics. He was into comics too. He passed on the comics. I think I got him into video games. Okay. Because the first video game system that I received was from my um, godfather. He bought me the Super Nintendo. Okay, okay. And then it was after we got that that my dad got hooked, I think. But nice. he did introduce me to comics because he had his comic stash. You know, your your random Spider-Man, Thor, and these things. And ever Yo, since then, it's when you guys came to visit, when you and Stefan came to visit, you guys came with Mark or somebody else too, I think. No, we came, we went with a friend, so it was me. It was me, Paola. Yeah, me, Stefan, and Paola. And the trip was to go to Jane Silent Bob's secret stash in New Jersey. Yeah. That was the reason why we north. went. Yeah, I remember like, that. Like, Stefan was like, because we didn't go to Haiti that December. So we're like, what are we going to do? Someone's like, let's take a road trip to New York. I was like, I don't want to just go to New York. Let's, let's. You guys you? drove. Yo, how we drove getting through Florida is okay. Crazy, it took right? me 15 hours to get to your house from so we left at 7 a.m. Yeah, and you we guys, got there at you guys showed up around like, yeah, it was like night. midnight, bro. Because I remember, night. I remember it was like exactly 15 hours. Yo, you guys, I remember, you, I remember exactly what I was doing. Yeah, <laughs> I was like hanging out, chilling at home, yeah. and then you guys called me like, yo, we're on the way, like, we're gonna stop by, boom. Yeah. And then we went out that day. We, but you guys came another time too, though. No. No, I only came one time. But, but we, you spent but you a couple of days No, then. you convinced me to stay an extra day. Because originally I was right. going to sleep <laughs> and hit the road. You're like, bro, stay another yeah. day, man. I was right, like, right, bro, right. you're right. Fuck that it. sounds about right. Let's and stay. then we went to D.C. Yes. You took me to Ben's Chili Bowl. Yo, Ben's Chili Bowl. Shout out. I was up in D.C. like last week or two weeks ago. Um, Ben's Chili Bowl. I wanted every to stop. I was trying to take my girl there. D.C., I'm like, Ben's Chili Bowl. Yo, I was trying to take my girl there, and I was like, yo, like, we should try it out. But then I remembered, I was like, yo, the other day I heard there was like a, somebody saw like a bunch of rats in there. Oh, man. I was, I, like, guess uh, and I was like, maybe quality went down. I was like, nah, let's try it. We went to another spot. We went to Le Diplomat, which is another rest dope restaurant in D.C. 
Um, it was a spur of the moment thing. We got to split a burger or something like that. Yeah, but, but it was fun, man. You convinced me to stay. Yeah, we went to a dope record store. Remember when you guys came through? Mm-hmm. We went to a record store, a comic store. We you should see my places. record collection now, man. Really? Fuck. Yo, I have a dope was, collection, that was, bro. That was, that was, I, remember, I remember when you guys came up, man. That was a yeah, good Yeah, it was time. fun, bro. That was a fun time. I drove the whole way. That's crazy. No one switched. Stefan, Stefan and Paula stepped the whole way. I think you guys came in a Honda Accord, Stefan. Yeah, it was Stefan's two-door Honda Accord. I remember that, bro. I remember that. Um, yeah. So you have a lot of records, you say, now? Yeah, yeah. I have a nice record collection. Any specific genre that you... I love soundtracks, movie soundtracks. Ooh, that makes like sense. Like the John Williams, the... Uh, um, damn, what's his name? James Newton Howard. Okay. You have James Horner. Okay. You have a, gr- a lot of great maestros, bro. They're, they're fucking fantastic. And yeah, I love soundtrack can really yeah. elevate... A yeah. film and like take it to a hundred percent. A movie without a soundtrack, um, without a good soundtrack, is a mediocre film. Right, right. Because you could have films that have great dialogue, but the, the soundtrack ruins it. Yeah, and like it doesn't set the mood. Yeah, or, like, whatever emotion you're yeah. trying to convey yeah. with that scene is just kind of like yeah. distorted. Maybe if you choose the wrong track, or yeah, yeah. But there's probably so much that goes into it, like being able to have rights and being able to like select the right song but also have access to it like yeah. there might be that one track you're like yo this is or you can have a composer do this do the music like with john williams okay. or with with uh, hans zimmer okay and that's what like they for do. example like inception mm. that movie is nothing without its music that's true the music is like it's key but that goes for almost all of nolan's films and yeah. most of projects that these guys work on like when you think of john williams and any of the classics movies that he's done Fire um, soundtracks. Yeah, like Jurassic Park, Star Wars. Without the music, it's not. It's, it's it can't. It, it that's what helped take yeah, it there. It's, yeah, it makes it. Yeah, that next tier. Do you bro. play any instruments? No, I started to learn the saxophone. Ooh, that's dope. but I've been very procrastinating. Yeah. When it was so, you, this is recent. Yeah, I bought a saxophone back in April or June. Because I was like, I've always wanted to learn You're an instrument. You're such a weird mofo, and I love it, bro. <laughs> I, hey, cheers to, cheers to oh, that, hey, bro. I, I have to pour some more. Yeah. You're, you're, <laughs> but, yeah. I, I always, that's gonna, I'm going to say this on air for you on your own podcast because I respect, I've always respected that about you. Ever since you were a kid, and maybe nice, for those cheers. who don't know, cheers, brother. Thanks for being weird. <laughs> yeah, I love it. My wife loves it, too, so that, that, that's a good thing. Yeah, shout out to this guy, man. She's an amazing person. Um, so... Uh, what I was going to say, I was going to, like, give you your credit. I should put, I'll put hair on your chest. <laughs> well, you got water there, too. No, nah, yeah, save me that. What I was going to say is, like, you've always respected that about you, which was, like, you weren't scared to just speak your mind, be open, mm. and just be, like, who cares, bro? Yeah, it's got me in trouble a couple of times, but, man, I I'm can't. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure, but it makes us who we are. Yeah. Um, and I like to be honest, too, because I've, I've, I hate being caught lying, so i just rather not lie. Yeah, bro. It's, like, easier, the easier route. Yeah. For, yeah, exactly. Some people think lying is the easy route. It's not. Just no. fucking tell the truth, it, no matter how bad it is, and just get it over with. Yeah. I think it's also a part of the delivery. Like, you, it's not yes. what you say, it's how you say the, it, right? Yeah, exactly. So, like, 100%. You, you might well have said, an opinion, yeah. and, like, you, you have an opinion, and it's strong. It's going to offend somebody, but there's a way to say no. There's a way to state your opinion yeah. and not offend somebody, too. That's something I had to learn because I can be very blunt, Sometimes yeah, you definitely could. Yeah, with yeah, my yeah, opinion. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. sometimes it's even the crowd. Like if I'm meeting somebody for the first time, you gotta, I, you know, like your energy comes off. Like somebody might take you the wrong way. Yeah, uh, I get that all the time. Yeah. All so how time. do you compensate for that? Like how do you? Um, I try to be more articulate 
just be a little bit more clear what I'm trying to say and maybe not, not too emotional, even okay. though I, sometimes it naturally just becomes that way. Okay. You know, like especially when we talk about passionate things that okay. I like. Okay. Like I naturally get louder and all these things and I'm like, and people think that I'm getting aggressive or maybe angry or something, but not, not really. None yeah, of the, yeah. None of these things, nothing really affects me that way because when, when I'm having a conversation, I choose to like focus on how it's going to affect me. I'm not, I don't let it like 100% like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone's disrespectful to me. I'm not going to let it like ruin my day, whatever. Yeah, you're not going to take it to heart. Yeah, yeah I, I, I like get that whatever, from you. Bro. I definitely like see that. that. And that's the way to do it, I think. You don't have bro. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to space. You don't have to disrespect me, but we're good. Yeah, yeah, You guys are a unit. You might have to smack somebody, but whatever. But essentially, like, I think I think I've never been in a fight. You've never been in a fight? Never in my life. I believe that, though. Like, I believe that. I used to bounce. I don't like confrontations at all. I don't like I don't like getting into fights and stuff like that, too. The only the most ever times I've gotten into stuff with somebody is if, like, I was working. Because I used to do bouncing in D.C. for a little bit. And I used to check people's IDs and do security at this one bar. bounce, bro? So tell me about that shit. Before I was even 21. Really? Nice. Bro, it was a Were you bigger? You think you were bigger back then? I was built back then. Because I was, that was what? I was 21. I was 20 years old. So prime 2000, Cliff. 2010. Fucking jacked. Nah, bro. Prime, <laughs> prime Cliff was pro- it's probably when I was 19. Yeah, so it was around that. It was around then. Like, um, Damn, your prime was 19. I'm still in my prime. I'm still in my prime too, baby. Like, <laughs> I'm not. But health is wealth, bro. We're not getting. We're not getting old, uh, younger. We're getting older, bro. So, wiser and older. So wiser and older. But the the body's gonna start slowing down. So health is wealth. Yeah, you gotta. I'm a huge advocate for that. Huge advocate. Yeah, you work out every day, right? You have no, to. not not really, but I try to work out like three to five times a week, um, on average. That's practically every day, bro. Come on, get the fuck three, out. three is not every day. I bro. mean, if you do three, I do. I try to go at least every day of the week, and I'm off on the weekends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I try to do something like third. Yeah. Yo, th- I met this Russian man at the Bulldog Hotel in Amsterdam. I'll never forget that conversation with this Russian guy who was just like telling me about health, because I was like, yo, you know, we're talking about age. He was like. He looked like 60, but he was 82. Wow. Wow. But like, but he was, you know, he was a little bit heavy set, but you could still see that like someone who was in shape. And I was like, yo, what's your secret? Because you look great. He's like, keep your heart pumping. And I was like, all right. Like, yeah. it's always pumping, bro. Like, so come to un motor. And you know what he told me? He was like, if you, and I tell people this, people who know me have probably heard me say this a lot of times, but he was like, he gave me a piece of advice that I, I'm going to hold to heart all my life. He was like, if you keep your heart rate pumping at double its regular heart rate, it's it's our uh, regular heartbeat, our heart rate, um, for 20 to 30 minutes a day, like, you'll be set. And it's true, though, because how many days do you think, like, you spend, you spent before, you're hungover, or you just don't work out, you don't elevate your heart rate, you're just chilling there being lazy. Like, you don't have energy the day after that. Yeah. Like, the next day, like, you might still you're be... still groggy. Yeah, you're still groggy, especially the older we get. So one of my goals is to just do that. Play pool You know what more. I would love to have, and I don't have one, is an ice plunge. Yo. They sell the little small joints now where you can, like, have a small one. I that saw it, man. It's like a... Yeah, let's invest in that. one, man. <laughs> Yo, a legit one, I would fucking come over every day. Yo, let's it. invest in one and, like, you know... They're expensive, bro. They can be a couple of thousand dollars. But it's But good they're you, good. Man. They're worth it. Cell regeneration and all like that. Like, it's, like... It's really good for your body, bro. Yeah, that right. and the sauna. I've been. Yeah. I I, I go to the sauna almost every day. I'm in the gym. I'm trying I finish to do off every day in my too. sauna. When do you go to the gym? In the morning. I wake up at five forty in the mornings. I do my routine. I try to get to the gym by seven a.m. I have to be at work by nine, 
So I try to get to the gym by seven, seven fifteen, the latest, yeah, and work out for at least an hour. I um, but I but I do that consistently unless I have to go on set where call times like six a.m. sometimes seven a.m. Yeah. I skip the gym. Fuck that. Yeah. So whenever it's whenever I, I don't have to a priority that's set wise. Yeah, I something go to that's the in the way. I yeah. respect people who go to the gym um early in the morning like that. It's bro, it's so hard for me it, to do. In the afternoon, it's harder for me. I right now I have no energy in the afternoon. In right the morning now, is when I, is when I'm I'm in it to win it. You're ready to go. Yeah, and after eleven o'clock, eleven a.m., I'm just like, bro, fuck, I'm done, bro. I've been awake for like eight hours. I feel like I've been awake forever. Yeah, like I'm not gonna <laughs> go. See, I, I I did it for like five years where I worked out seven thirty. I would I would work out right after work. I would like have a little time out between work. Um, I watched Jeopardy. I like watching Jeopardy. So Yo, Jeopardy's fucking great. So my routine, bro, was get off of work at six, go home chill eat right by the time i'm like done eating because my commute was always quick for like for that those five years where i worked out after school after work every day and i would watch jeopardy right right after jeopardy's done 7 30 i watch jeopardy eight o'clock i'm already dressed and ready to go like and i just go work out yeah, or that's wild i'm getting into bed at eight o'clock or i would get home at like 6 15 after work i would change real quick just get my ass out of the house. Don't sit on the couch. Like, don't even, like, sit for a little bit. And then I would go work out between 6.30 and 7.30. And then 7.30, I'm already back home watching Jeopardy. <laughs> that was my routine for, like, five years, bro. That's no, crazy. No um, but the morning thing, it's hard for me to do. Yeah, man. I'm a morning person, bro. Because yeah. I'm addicted to coffee. I heard you talk about that. On yeah, I'm I addicted to coffee. Podcast that was, uh, yeah, I love coffee, bro. That literally gets me out of bed. When my alarm rings, like, I don't believe in snooze. That's like, just crazy. get the fuck up, bro. That's crazy. Like, why are you snoozing? I started Like, you think, you think you're going to get sleep for that 5 or 10, 15-minute snooze? You think that's beneficial at all? You might as well just wake up. Yeah. Get your shit done, bro. Get some uh, good my breakfast. Body does not, my, my body does not work that way. It's because you're not addicted to coffee. I, I didn't start drinking coffee and actually enjoying coffee until yeah. maybe two years ago, a year or two ago. Like, I enjoy waking up and drinking coffee. Like, that yeah. literally gets me out. So, as soon as my alarm gets up, I'm like, coffee time. Literally, like, Bro, it boom. makes a difference. It does. Now I understand it. I never used to understand it. I used to be like, mm, whatever. You have but. to treat coffee like anything that, that you feel like you want to take be passionate about you yeah. have you have to you have to learn about it it makes you appreciate the coffee where it comes from how to how to grind it if you buy the best way is to buy the beans whole i remember i heard you say that and that blew my mind because i didn't know that people still did that like you know just what bought, bought it, bought it whole? set it up themselves roast it themselves yeah and then well i don't know if how, how you can get it raw because i know how i know in haiti we used to get i used to get my mine raw dude the best coffee I ever had was getting it raw roasting it myself grinding it myself and then making my own coffee bro that that is the best cup of coffee you ever have raw a lot like, of things raw no no not raw you roast it yourself okay you okay. can't have it raw no okay you have to roast it but in what? haiti we used to have to get it um we would get it straight from the farmer and you have to leave it out to dry for like, how long Sometimes the whole day or till the next day, till it's dry, till the beans are dry, so that you can roast them. Wow! You can't roast them while they're while they're moist. I don't know anything about coffee. Like no, I, I'm a big coffee guy. I've learned like the I had a little coffee business. I started in I wanted to start in Haiti. It was called no Cafe way. Voisin. What? So I had found this I had I had found this um, local farmer in Fusi. Okay. Okay, and then um, she told me she had a small little farm. She has coffee. So I met the guy. I met the the person that here for something is good. Oh, 
Pakistan. So, so my my wife's uncle has a, had a security guard. Huh? I said, we're doing work. It's a small bottle. That's why it's <laughs> that's so true. good. It's an illusion. Yes. That's why it's so good because we'll kill this bottle and we didn't really drink that much. Like, it's probably not. three glasses. Yeah. Like, three... Three ounces, four ounces. We used to do a lot worse, bro. We used to be a lot worse back oh in my gosh, our younger shit days. I used to do before, bro. You ever had the Incredible Hulk? You know what that was? Yeah, the green, the green drink. The yeah, it was hypnotic and Hennessy. And mix. Yeah, exactly. I had bro, one of those the other day for some reason. Disgusting. Yeah, it's a it's a it's weird disgusting. it's a weird mix. It's a weird it's mix. Disgusting. Anything with hypnotic, I don't know. I'm not a big fan. Bro, all those cut. Oh shit! You know what? Oh man. Okay, I'll tell you a story. It's a funny story. I haven't, I haven't. Damn, I haven't thought about this in a long time. So. Back in the day when I was in high school here, um, I met this guy named Brandon. And um, at one point, he uh, started to listen to a lot of country music. And he wanted to go to this fair that they have here. In um, Broward? I, yeah, in Broward County. I, I, f- I forgot the name of it. But it's some country fair or whatever. But okay. anyways, um, this guy bought a pickup. He had a pickup truck. He filled the whole bed with ice. Right? He got ice from the ice rink in Pines. He got ice. Oh, like dry ice? No, no, like ice. And he had fucking beers all over his trunk of his of, of, of the pickup. Okay. Right? And then I had this bottle of Alizé. Oh, bro. Bro. Alizé tastes good with, like, it, yeah. it actually tastes and, good. And, and I, I didn't smoke back then, so we would drink, right? So I got, to the, I got to the fair, and then I remember bumping into this one guy. Right, we're just listening to music. I don't really listen to country music or whatever, but I was there because I wanted to go with the guy, with uh, with my friend. Sorry, mm-hmm. and then um, this random guy comes up to me, and then he saw me have the bottle, but I hadn't opened it yet. He's like, "Bro, you're not gonna open that shit?" I was like, "All right, let's open it." So we opened it, and this guy chugged half the bottle in front of me, bro. Of Alize, he just grabbed it. He's like, "Bro, we're gonna kill the shit." Just start chugging. I mean, it's fruity, but it's not bro, like. Bro, he chugged half of it, and then I did my best to chug the rest. Whew. Yeah, not good. Yeah, I ended up knocking out on the grass. If I remember correctly, Alize is like a little bit thicker too. No, it looks like um, it's it, like it's, it's it's like syrup blue. It's like no, it's not that thick. No, they have different flavors. They have different flavors. I, I had the blue one. Oh, okay. Yeah, the blue. Because I know there's a yellow one. There's like a. I fuck those drinks, bro. That's nasty Yo, shit. I don't. I don't do fruity drinks anymore. I can't do like. I have to drink my shit neat. Really? Like yeah. everything? Um, yo, I was going to tell you, actually, we were talking about uh, drinks and whiskey earlier. If you ever get a chance to try Old Forester Birthday Bourbon, they have a special edition. Like, it's one of their special edition. Bro, if you like bourbon, it's one I'm of the... I'm not big on bourbon. You're I'm not? A, I'm a whiskey guy. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I don't mind trying it. If you recommend it, I'll try it. Yeah, I mean, yeah bro. Um, that's something I'll probably, like... <clears throat> like order all the time like at the bar but i'll try it yeah because i don't like the sweetness my my thing is the sweetness of bourbon it's same thing for cognac it is pretty sweet like they tend and rum but it's, too. it's a different type of sweetness i mean the rums i can't do rum anymore just because of the the sweetness of it but with the birthday bourbon the old forcer it's just feel like lava like a something <laughs> some, like gasolina <laughs> yeah what it Ethanol, baby. Yo, a whiskey used to be my drink of choice when I was playing pool for, like, the longest time. Mm-hmm. Now I've been switching lately to, like, when I, I drink a lot more tequila than anything if I'm drinking. I don't drink, like, uh, tequila, like, straight, I really. Tequila, I like bro. to mix it. I'll drink it straight, too. But I, don't like I used it. to love having a glass of whiskey and playing pool for, like, on a Friday night. Like, yeah, that's great. What's yeah. your go-to? Where did I go to? No, what's your go-to whiskey that oh. you go when you get, when you get uh, at the bar, for there's example? A, there's a whiskey called Weller. 
it's it's not very popular it's that's that was my go-to weller um if i'm gonna go to something like on a higher end something nice and you know like a balvini the caribbean cask is nice um that old forcer they make some really they, they make a bro this is one of my craziest go-to's when it comes to whiskey it's like sometimes i would crave it it was because i used to play pool and always have it for the longest time it was an old forcer prohibition style so they made it 114 proof and so wow. it, they made it like back in the prohibition days yeah like they would how they would make it back then raw uncut Practically moonshine pretty much bro Raw, it's not Everclear level, but it's like raw, uncut. Oh, Everclear, I can't believe it. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I, you brought that shit up. Oh my gosh, yo. You know that I shit can make you blind, right? One time at one of the parties we used to go to when we were younger, yo. someone poured that shit in one of the drinks, bro. I remember I'm like, bro, that party. That I remember that party. These people that. get so fucked up. Yo, we used to be that reckless. That guarantees everyone fucked up on the cheapest liquor ever. We used to, you yo. get one big rum punch, yo, you Everclear, drop that shit in there, Everclear, it's game over. I remember. It used to not be sold. It's not sold in certain states. It's like grain. I think it's grain or corn. It's like straight grain alcohol. It's like 90% alcohol, bro. It's bro, practically it's like the shit you buy at the fucking... Nah, you can CBS. light it up. Like, it's 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 catches fire easily. Breathe on you that shit. You ever had absinthe? Yeah, I've had Like, real absinthe. Like, legit absinthe? I tried real absinthe in Amsterdam, yeah. Nice. Yeah, that was cool. Um, Is it green? It's... No, it's, it's not like... It's... I remember it being... I don't remember. I was already lit when I was drinking it, but... I remember it not really being green like that. It was like it had a weird color to it. But was it, it creamy? Like, no. Why do I feel like it's creamy? Because I remember it's probably thicker. It's like a thick. It's like a. You know how um, it's creamy because of the sugar. Because you know, when it, the sugar melts through the spoon, you know how like for example, did they light it on fire? Like when sambuca. You did it? Yeah. It's like that. Yeah, sambuca. When you add the ice, it goes from clear to like this murky color. But I'm saying the consistency of it, like the the oh, thickness of it. Oh, it's I see not what like you mean. creamy. Like yes, when I see it, when what you, you say creamy, I'm thinking like Bailey's or like no, or like a you know like an no, Irish no. Irish coffee or something. No. It's not I like that. I meant the color, like just like that, like you mentioned with the sambuca is a good example. Yeah, but it's, it's not like, as syrupy. Yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah. I remember sambuca. We used to drink that in Haiti. Like you know they put a you know you're supposed to put a coffee bean in there. I heard about that. I didn't. I didn't know that for a long time. But I don't really drink. I don't like drinks like My that. My wife likes sambuca. Really? Yeah. There's a purple one too. Never tried it's that. Like one. a black one. I've tried the sambuca black sambuca. It's not purple. Sorry, it's black. Oh, okay. My bad. It's black. It turns purple when you put the ice, because mm. when it starts to get cloudy, it becomes lighter. Yeah, like whiskey is. We used to be my go-to for a long time if I had to enjoy a drink. But then I switched it up to tequila. Um, <laughs> I hate tequila. <laughs> I remember you. is the worst. Fuck that. Bro, Jägermeister is so bad, bro. Like I had one of my worst hangovers on Jägermeister. Ever since tough. then, I've never had it again. I'm traumatized. Jäger's tough for my boys. Uh, one of my boys' uh, bachelor's party. We went to Nashville. I would never drink that shit. We went to Nashville, and for some reason, somebody started getting shots. Um, I remember, like, somebody started drink uh, ordering shots, and then for some reason, the trend was that we were like a whole bunch of dudes, bro. Like big group, big group of bachelor. And then somebody was like, yo, we're going to drink uh, Jägermeisters all night and Jägerbombs all night. Bro, I never drink so much Jäger in my oh, life. Thank you. It's a tough, it's weird, it's, it's tough to drink. All right, now back to pool. Let me ask you a question now. Sure. What's the difference between you and a pro? Okay, what so. What gets you to pro? So, that's a good question, actually. Um, APA is the American Pool Association. So, that's one association that regulates the, comp the, the competitive aspect of it, right? 
you can be a skill level two, which is a handicap. You understand what a handicap is? No. So handicap is something to like when you're competing in a sport like bowling or pool. It's like it's a way to make it fair for someone who's not as good as you. So that okay. when you're playing the game, shit is balanced. Like you're not going to I might be playing you in an APA game, which is like a league match game. You might be a three or a four, a three maybe, right? I'm a six. I'm a skill level six. That you means start I at zero. Usually, one, someone one. someone who has played pool before and can hold a stick would start at a two or a three. Okay. Usually a two. When you come in, I think I'm a three. When you come in, you're actually <laughs> if you come into the league like right now, you're gonna start as a three. They're gonna okay. watch you play. There's like league regulators. There's league administrators. They're gonna watch <coughs> you play and they're gonna decide. Okay. Um, the way you're playing, you're not a three. You're actually a four. So we're going to put you to a four. Or the way you're playing, you really suck. Like, we're going to put you at a two. It's not that you really suck, really. It's just that you, you just have need to practice. You just more. need to practice. Yeah. Um, right now, I'm at a six. And the max, like, once you get to eight, once you get to, like, seven, you might as well go pro. Like, you're pretty much, you have the skill set and you have the understanding. You have the ability to take it pro. Okay. So I'm a six right mm -hmm. now. I just actually got bumped up from a five. I used to be a six back in D.C. Um, when I left D.C., I moved down here two years ago. Uh, I signed up for the league again. I started playing. I came in as a, as a six, but then I lost a few matches, and then I got bumped down to a five. Mm -hmm. And then I played as a five for like a year and a half, and I just got bumped to a six like maybe two weeks ago. Okay, so let's go back to the league. Because you play f till what end? Is there a championship? So yeah, there's there's tournaments, there's championships. I'm playing as as a team right now. So okay. I'm, what's I'm, that mean? I'm in an individual. You playing doubles or you just? No 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 no. I'm playing by my every match I play is by myself. Okay. I'm playing on a team of you can have up to eight players I think seven or eight players, um, but my team we play another team that's in that league. Each week, so every Wednesday night, I'm playing at my own match. Depending on if I'm playing someone who's a three, someone who's a five, someone who's a six like me, I could be playing a seven. Like, the, we don't really have eights because the eight is like when you get, you, I think you can might, you might be able to get to nine. But if you're. Nine is the top? Eight or nine. Okay. But like, there's no eights, bro. Like, if you're. So you're a pro, if you're pro, you're pro. That's like it. Like, if you're eight, like, if you're eight in the league, why are you playing in the league? So what are you playing when you're an eight? You go play pro. Okay, so you go to the pro league. You go to pro, you play semi-pro, you get sponsorships. As a seven, you can get sponsorships. You can get sponsorships as a six. To play, two. like, what, in the national league or no, something? No, sponsorships are, like, endorsements and brands, like, for example, within the pool world will sponsor you. Yeah, makes sense. To send you to tournaments, to play and represent the brand, stuff like that. Cool. So right now, as a six, like, I'm nice, but I'm not, like, pro nice. Like, okay. I got work to do, bro. So, so what makes you a pro, though? Fewer mistakes? Yeah, just being able to understand the game, winning more matches. <laughs> That's at the end of the day. Like, but being you win more matches by making fewer mistakes. Like, what separates course. you between a pro? I'm sure you could probably beat a pro. Like right but now, he's still pro, but I'll, you're not. I'll break it down to you. I get what you're. I get what you're getting. You to. see what I'm saying? I get what you're getting to. Right now, I'm at a point where once I break the table, I know depending on if every ball is laid out and is open, nothing stuck together. I know what it takes to make every ball. I know the route. I can probably execute on a three to five times, three out of five times, I can execute it. But those other two times, I'm going to make a mistake where it messes up the whole plan. Mm -hmm. And it changes the whole layout. So I got to rethink and then things get harder. Mm -hmm. But I'm at a point where I can break and I could see how to win the match within 
like one or two shots. Okay. A pro will see it too and just can execute it. Or someone who's like a seven. So at the end of the day, make fewer mistakes. Make fewer mistakes, but also execute. Okay. Because I I'm see. not going to win like by playing defense. You can win by playing defense, like I was telling you earlier. You could be a lower skill level player than me and you play defense until I scratch or until. But at one point, I'm going to have an opening and I'm going to be able to run out. Yeah. Just like in chess, you might be able to play against a player and you're matching up to their every move, you're blocking them, it's an interesting game. But at one point, someone's going to open it up, someone's going to make a mistake, someone's going to neglect a side of the board, someone's going to miss that their rook is in danger and then they, they, lose, that they lose, lose that rook, which is, you know, like all of that. That's Claude's thing. The, the whole chess thing. Yeah. I play chess too. Because those two games go hand in hand. Chess, chess and pool go hand in hand. Because there's a term. Um, I posted it the other day, actually. Albert Einstein, I think, made a comment. He said, "Pool um, to, to to play a pool, to be a pool player, to master or to master the game of pool, you have to be you have to have the strategy or the tactics of a chess player. You have to have the steady hand of a like a freaking painter of Picasso or something like that. And you have to have the like." Uh, the I don't know. He described it the way in a way that was so dope, bro. Like, and I have to read that again to 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 be able to quote it properly. But he explained how it takes so many things, but it involves chess too. Because to me, like, there's strategy based. So games. much strategy, bro. Um, so I, I I started playing chess. I mean, we we played chess in school. Like you were talking about, yeah, Mr. Hersey. You're you're talking about that with Joe on your podcast with him. Um, and I think it's a beautiful thing that we were exposed to another beautiful game like chess yeah um because those are games that really help you problem solve pool chess um those those are things that help you problem solve golf yeah. and any any sport really but i think when it comes to like board games or table games video games too do that i believe it i believe yeah. it yeah because there are puzzle video games exactly like there are things that actually help you um help advance and help develop your mind help you problem solve and, um, yeah, bro, like, anything that you can do as a pastime and learn from it, to me, is, like, it's a gem. We're, it's yeah, a blessing. Sure. That's why, like, I, sometimes, bro, I, I think, you know, I thank God that I'm able to even bend down to play pool, bro. Because I see, like, I've, uh, in the league, like, there's people that are old, and you could tell they're hurt or, like, they have a, like, there's a lady that has a hip replacement. Like, one of my teammates, bro, like, she's, when she's how not. You, how, yeah, sorry, go ahead. When she's not playing her match, she's, like, on a breathing machine. <laughs> like, Get the fuck out of here, for real? <laughs> Yo, she's on a breathing machine. And people are smoking inside, though. Not No, where I play, it's not it's non-smoking. I can't oh, deal okay. with the smoke, man. I can't deal with the cigarette smoke inside. Like, I can't do that cigarette smoke. Like, if that was the case... Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that either. I wouldn't even play pool in public places. I would, you know, but I usually go to bars or halls that it's non-smoking. So, I play tournaments sometimes, local tournaments. So, to answer your question again... Who's going crazy um to answer your question again i play local tournaments but i also play tournaments with my team so my team we play each week in the league and then we get to a point where if we make it in the top th four teams of the league that session there's a session for each season so fall spring summer um and winter and so if we win that session we go to a tournament which is a regional tournament where all the entire broward region whatever club you play out of you compete to win that tournament. The winning team of that tournament or the top two couple teams go to the cities. 
now you're playing not just Broward, you're playing the entire Miami, greater Miami region. And so my team, like a couple sessions ago, we got to um, we got to cities and we we were second place in cities. If nice. we had gotten first place, we would have gotten full expenses paid to Vegas, like Get prize out. money. Wow. Like we would have got some decent money. So how do you pick your team? Teams are usually like the APA league has been there for decades. So like there's most clubs are pool halls that operate a APA uh, session. Like you have a team that is already you know set up. People already agree that they're playing together, and then you join but a team. Let's or say like that. you, for example, that when they when you first got here and you wanted to join the league, yeah. how did you find your team? Yeah, so I called the league administrator. I told him I wanted to s register for uh, like this area, the Miami area. I, he was like, "Yo, where are you coming from? That's dope. Whatever." I'm like, "I'm coming from DC." He's like, "What are you rated?" I was like, "I'm a six. He's like, "All right, then that means we gotta we gotta watch you play and really rate you and see what you come in as." So I went to the Davy one and I was like, "Yo, um, I want to play." I started playing there. I used to go there here and there with my brother-in-law. Shout out to Quick. Um, I used to go with my brother-in-law to play there, and then one day I was like, yo, like I want to actually play on a team. And then he told me, yo, come out on Tuesday or Wednesday night. We'll see how you play. I go, and it just so happened to be that guy that I talked to about the league. I, I ended up there. joining his team. He was there, but oh. he, it was like an audition. He was right. like, yo, come, come play. How did they test you? I played their f six, which at the time was one of my teammates, and then I played the seven, who's our best player on my team, one of the best players in the area, um, and I beat both of them. And then they were like, yo, you're a six? I was like, I, but I came in hot. Like, I wanted to prove myself. And then I beat them, and they were like, all right, you're going to come in on, you're going to play on our team. So at that point, they heard, because when you have a higher skilled player, a lot of teams want you. Yeah. They're like, oh, but you also need lower skilled players, because the lower skilled players and the way the handicap works is that if I'm a six, I need to win five games five separate breaks against your two or your three games. So if you win two games, if you're, if you're a three and I'm p you're playing me as a six, you need to win two games, I need to win five games. Or, yeah. So if you win two, you beat me. If I scratch on one and then you beat me on the next one, you beat me. Okay. And I need to win five. So, so is that like how it works in the league, too? Yeah. It's a okay. handicap system. To make it balanced, to make it fair, so that the guy who's been playing pool like me like forever who knows the game is not going to have a super unfair advantage against the other person so the way it works is that you have a team and then each team puts up a player each team sends one of their players to go and play so the, the way it starts you have five matches in one league night so you play five matches five different opponents face each other right five and sets how of long roughly is a game it depends if the first on match average it depends, bro. You could have a player who takes fucking forever to go, which is my pet peeve. What's forever? Bro, like... If Give me like 25 if minutes. If you can't shoot within... No, no, I'm saying if you can't make shoot each shot within, like, a minute, you're, you, you're, you take forever to play. You have players who walk around the table and they're like... Oh, no, not that. I meant, like, the whole game. But that's what I'm saying. It, de it depends on if you oh, have a on player... on that person like, that's walking around the table? Oh, yeah. I see what you're It saying. depends on how long each player takes to shoot. And how many games each player has to win. But on average, about 45 minutes, 30, between 30 minutes to an hour for a match. Okay, but if you're pro, 
if you're in your level six, seven, like how much walking around and I'm thinking not pro. Are you Let's doing? get the record straight. Okay, you're you not pro. You're not level I, I, eight, I, I fine, love fine. that you're manifesting it. Like I fuck fine, with that. Fine, fine, fine. <laughs> but like, okay, let's say you're level six, seven, eight, right? Pro, yeah. uh, semi pro or like semi pro, all, all these to, things, yeah. right? Um, fuck, now I know. Now you maybe forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> you're asking me like how long does it take? Like you're playing. Yeah, on, no, I'm saying like when you're okay. I'm glad you got me back on it. Okay, so basically when you're at that level, you're gonna make. You already know what you're gonna hit. So right. you're not walking around the table wasting yeah. time. Usually, like, if two high skill level, any high skill level player. Yeah, how quick is that game? Five minutes? Anything five and above is a high level skill player. Those are going to be 4-4 four, four races, meaning one player has to win four games or the other player who's higher maybe might have to win five. But you're going to play at least eight, nine racks. You're going to play eight, nine different games. Can you win off a break? Yeah, I've done that before. It's a crazy feeling, bro. I did that during a match, and you make the eight off the break. If you make the eight ball off the break, like if you're playing at a bar, people are gonna be like, "Oh, that's not the that's not the rule." But in APA rules, like the official rule book, if you make the eight off the break, you win. So I did that during a, in, during a match. There's a specific way to hit, and you have to come at an angle and like whatever. But like, if you do that, you do win the match. But when higher skill level players are playing each other, it's gonna be like 30 minutes max because People are like people are just gonna shoot faster at that at that level. I just feel like they're making every shot, bro. How can a how can a game last thirty minutes? I'm like fucking thirty. Not seconds. a game, like a match. A match is made up of more game. It's like tennis. Oh, okay, okay. I see what you mean. Okay, no, I didn't mean that. I meant a game. Oh, like one a, game. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, like, bro, if someone makes a mistake, the game is over in two minutes. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. When you're when you're in that level, yeah, no, right. No, like, like your games are fast. Yeah, they're like fast. Like you're, you're racking quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're that's racking what I meant. quick. Yeah, but okay. like, like average maybe five minutes, five to. Like you're not walking around the table thinking of your next. Like, yeah, like oh, if I'm playing, like if I'm playing a guy who's like a six or a seven, like the game is gonna be done within five minutes. If it's a player that's not sitting there, but for example, one of my teammates, shout out to Ray, Raymond takes forever to play, bro. I mean, he is older, but he's also. You feel like, like he does it for psychological effect on the opponent. There is that, you know, you can. He's do just kind of pissing him off, like yeah, you gonna take my time. Make you're this trying guy. to get your guy off the off yeah, the, yeah, you know, yeah. off mind the, games. Exactly, it's all part of the game. War, baby. It's war, baby. It's real <laughs> life. It's real life, bro. It's like you go into a business deal, like you might stall for a little bit until you get that guy to finish his meal that you're having business over so that when he's done making his meal, you get that deal. You get that deal done. Like, it's, it's life, bro. Like, there's a guy called Rob Best, The Science of Selling, and he talks about how, like, people make transactions when they're eating, and, like, if you delay a dinner until the person's done eating or is eating and then you ask for the deal or you set the negotiation at that time, you're more likely to get a satisfactory deal or something like that, whatever. Is it because you ate? No, because people make are more likely to say yes when they're chewing on something, or people are more likely to say yes when they're. How having did they food. come up with that? It's scientifically proven. Proven, like Damn. people are more likely. Why do you think I should eat all day? Then man, I'll be smart. Why do you think politicians and deals happen across a table, like across a dining table? Is because you know people are you're you're you're, in, you're comfortable, you're enjoying your Damn, food, you're like right, bro. Like you're oh. you're already in that like yo life is good. I'm eating like especially <laughs> back in the day. Like when you would like empire shit, like when you go visit like emperors or Things kings and queens, you and bring a like feast and you have a whole feast. feast, and then you start talking about like, yeah, you know what, my kid's gonna you marry some, your kid. We're gonna, yeah, <laughs> drink my wine. It's it's a uh, the art of like negotiation, bro. Hmm? I wonder what shit tasted like back then. 
Like what? Like drinks? Drinks, food, just everything. Uh, more like healthy, more, more, more like. How can you? How do you? I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, oh man, fuck. more like probably more like. I wouldn't necessarily say it's more healthy. I would be afraid that these people are eating things raw, bro. Yeah, I'm like, sure they got sick a lot. Like bacteria, they were like parasites. A, like, what's the dude's name on Instagram who eats like the raw like uh, organs? Liver King. You never heard oh, of Liver King? Oh, that fraud. Yeah, he was a fraud because they people found out he they was doing. Called them he out. Was, he was doing. He was juicing up or something. Of like Of course, that. he's juicing. No one looks like that. Yo, natty, bro. my man looks like. He looks like he a, looks like he's juicing. Like he, you couldn't look more obvious. And then on on, and a, me on social media, he's like raw eating liver. raw testicles and he's fucking yo. Yo, I could die. That's crazy. I saw That's his some videos. Fear Factor shit. I, <laughs> my man is living a Fear Factor life for fun, bro. But fuck. but yeah, man. Like I don't know. Back then, it was probably just way more healthy and um, a lot more just organic. I don't know. Not necessarily. I don't <laughs> think so. And they, the people's bodies were probably like stronger and could withstand a lot more too. I also don't think that's true. Really? Too. I think. I, I think mean, you you were you were probably like. Are you talking about gladiators? Maybe you were susceptible to maybe more viruses. I'm, I'm talking about stuff. yeah. I'm talking about when you're looking at like kings, emperors, these people. There was a lot of like. I don't think the classes work the same way. I don't think you got low class, middle class. It's like you had the really rich, like the kings, and then everybody yeah. below them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then um, their luxuries are obviously way better than the ones below. So I don't think the food tasted good back then. That's for sure. Uh, I'm sure they threw down, bro. I'm sure know. I'm sure they put a plate from back then. Like right think about the knowledge we have today on the culinary arts. We have the advent, the advantage of knowing all the cultures in the most, maybe all the cultures in the world. So we know all the spices. Like how we to can mix get things. To all the spices. Yeah. Back then you're in fucking Egypt. You're eating camel hump. What what do you think they're putting in the fucking food like to make camel it hump? <laughs> I don't like know. Like the actual part? I don't know what they're eating. Oh my it's just God, the first bro. thing that came to my head. I can't believe you said camel hump. It's the first thing that came to my head. Like, bro. yo. Oh, fuck. What but is that made of? Is salt that a and pepper. I don't even think they used that shit. Nah, they had salt, man. Come on, bro. bro Come man. on. This is why I think I need a person like my own. Miss like, Williams would be my would be ashamed, bro. That's Googling like when did salt get invented <laughs> and tell me like, OK, so I guess they had it back then. But until then, we don't know. Yo, my mom Williams would be ashamed, bro. <laughs> <laughs> she would be like, yo, man, I taught you all this stuff, Oliver. Like, did you, you graduate do? from QCS or no? Uh, no, I left QCS uh, after 10th grade. So, yeah. after What 10th year grade. was that? Uh, 2005, 2006. So it was, uh, it was after the, it was post IUC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, I went through all that, bro. The whole two months of not going to school and having yeah, to take Yeah, I left home. in 04. Yeah, bro. I had to, so I remember. You stayed two years longer. A lot of friends. I lost so many friends, bro. Yeah. I lost, not lost, but like a lot of my friends had to leave. We kind of, scattered. And then you had to make new to friends. Yeah, man. Yeah. We, our, our generation, our age group went through some, uh, uh some tough political turmoil like oh, back home and um yeah. it, it really like probably affected a large group of us um who knew one another the same way like you felt like okay i just disconnected from people way yeah. earlier than i and thought some of them i wish i didn't and i yeah. kind of maybe wish i made the effort even though they didn't yeah yeah because i'm that way too yeah like i notice when someone makes an effort and reaches out and i realize damn i never reach out to this person i feel like a dick sometimes I know, but it's man. It's not my fault, man. Like, you, don't, you just don't remember. You I know, know like man. And, and we're also, like, <coughs> going through a, a phase with, like... We're trying to figure shit out. Yeah, everyone's trying to figure <coughs> shit out. Or, you know, you and I, like, we're in our 30s. You know, like, people have families. People are building families. Like, yeah. that takes a lot of time, bro. So yeah. I don't put that on anybody. Like, yeah. none of my... F I mean, matter of fact, my circle is not that big. So 
my the people that I really really communicate with all the time and I keep in touch with or that I might see like and it's like yesterday we don't have to talk all the time obviously no. but and we understand that like the bond that we have is so strong that you know it's it's not going to get broken by um you know, not just like not seeing that person yeah. and not connecting with that person. Now, if we reach out and I'm trying to hang out with you and I'm trying to do things with you and, and you know, we don't get that energy, then it's different. But, yeah. okay, maybe cool. But, you know, like nowadays, bro, people with social media think that they're connected to one another when they're not. And it's a gift and a curse type of thing. Like, yeah. you know, you can see someone doing good, but are they really doing good? You know, reaching out to that person is mm -hmm. a whole nother layer <laughs> Yeah. So we absolutely. have social media to keep uh, keep tabs on people, but we don't necessarily. Um, that's not really the truth. That's not exactly what it is. It's never. It's that's why I was glad is. about that. That was one of the things I liked about QCS was yeah, the bro. fact they introduced me to that circle. Yeah, man, you know? for sure, for sure. And and it's that's the to bring it back kind of full circle with the podcast. Like what you're doing, you've had a lot of people from your childhood and like yeah. QCS and that's cool. I mean, yeah, it's, the, it's well the best the way to start. Why, the reason why I have friends come on my show and in case people are wondering why this guy brings his friend, it's because you, that's how you get to see who I am. You know, it's like a when true I'm look. Talking, yeah, it's a true look. You see who I am. My personality kind of shines more because we talk all the time. When I have a guest that I like, for example, like I think it was episode uh when I was with Mike McLean, a focus puller that I met yeah, yeah, yeah. while I was on set one day. We had a great conversation, but I, I don't know him. Yeah, that, you know? Oh, so, really? Yeah, I don't know him. A couple people on my podcast, I didn't know them when they came on. I just invited them on, and I got to know them on the show. Yeah. You know? But my personality shines less there because I, I'm actually more interested in the person that's, that's in front of me. For sure. Than, not that I'm not interested or that you're not interested no, in the person, but... Like, but you're we my relate friend. To, we know each other. We relate so, yeah. to a different level. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But that's cool that you're doing that, bro, mixing yeah. it up. Because I think with the podcast world having gotten bigger, um, yeah. a lot of times people want to, like, strategically get a certain type of person. But the fact that you're mixing it up, I think it's going to yeah. help you yeah. with your, like, you know, development in doing this. Because this is an art, bro. This yeah. shit is, like, I'm sure. I it's mean, It's a lot of work, too, man. You, you have the talent to know, like, you were changing the lights earlier and, like, Pretty yeah, because they were green before, so we kind of changed them, and we didn't have the wide shot. We had the, yeah. So that was yeah, that was happens. me, bro. That was me. Yeah. That was me. That was. Me. I mean, originally I had it like that, and then I switched it to see if maybe I would prefer. I'm trying to get my film credits, man. I'm trying to get my. I was <laughs> like, yo, man, let's go back to the. <laughs> the ideally would be a three camera setup. You got the two. Yeah. You got the wide, and then the, the two. Cross. The I like two that. Uh, POVs. I like that. I like that. Um, but yeah. I definitely, you know, I definitely think you should keep like testing yeah. things. Test Everybody that I meet, that's interesting. Like I met. The other day, have you ever been to a laundry room in Doral? Yo, I went there the other day, yeah. Okay, so I had time. the pleasure of meeting the owner. Okay. Rodrigo, I believe his name is. Never met him. And I got to meet him, man, and, and we got to talking for like an hour. Because the first time I went, I'll be honest, the first time I went, it was overwhelming and I didn't like it. Because there was a lot of people? There was way too many people, and I'm like, oh, it's this is It's a small not space. Right, but it's, it's not speakeasy vibes, yeah, which is what I thought yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My yeah. fault. Yeah. It's a cocktail bar. Yeah. Speakeasy style, cocktail bar. Right. Right. Big difference because right. the speakeasies I, that I've been to, like sidecar speakeasy and the one I went to. They're in not Denver, that accessible. And the one I went to in New Orleans, it's not that they're not accessible. They're just not overwhelmingly packed with people. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's usually, you know, very, it's very yeah. low, like yeah. chilling, you know. D.C., I when I was in D.C., <clears throat> sorry to cut you off. No, it's all good. You got to If you love speakeasies, bro, like go to D.C., yeah, I love New York City, of course. But they're like, more intimate. Like yeah, that, that's San Diego my, has that's a few my type of environment. Like I, I was never a club goer. Yeah. I hated going to clubs. Jack loves 
fucking yeah, clubs. Uh, yeah, I've been to a few with him. Yes, the boulevard. Yo, I have a picture with us. We have a picture. I was there. It's on my Facebook, bro. Oh, man. Probably was on my high five, if anything. Dude, high <laughs> five? Wow, bro. We're really showing We're going the age. back, dude. You're about to be, you're about to be so f- you remember AOL Messenger? Yo, man. Everybody had a hot mail. Everybody started getting hot the, mail. The NBC chat room. I don't know if you were on the NBC. Bro, you remember the radio wow. NBC in Haiti? Yes. There was an NBC chat room back in the day. Like, you, yo. The remember, you remember computer class, Mavis Beacon? Yo, man. That Mavis. was one. Okay, that's one of the best games. You ever. remember you were talking about uh, with Joe the other day. You were talking about 9-11 and where you guys were. Because we were in school at Cascale. Yes, we were. I was in computer class loading up my Mavis Beacon. Get the fuck I was, out of here. <laughs> I was loading up my Mavis Beacon. I mean, not that it's funny or anything. It's, you know, but I just, that's when you were saying you were in yeah, yeah, I think someone's just, class. It's just funny that that comes up. I yeah. was loading up Mavis Beacon, and then it was Mr. Dittman. He was like, yo. Uh, we're going to pray because, you know, he would pray in the beginning of class. And I'm like, oh, crap. Like, I already started my computer. I shouldn't have done that. He's praying. And then he's like, he mentions 9-11 in the prayer. And then everyone's like, what's the World Trade Center? What happened? So, like, when you guys were talking about that, it threw me back to computer class. Yeah. And then I had a flashback about Mavis Beacon. <laughs> yeah. So, Interesting. Wow. And I still don't type that. Yo, I still don't type with the, the whole technique. I sucked, bro. Yo, I, I was <laughs> bad. I was bad. I you don't still remember type words like per minute? <laughs> <laughs> my worst moment was like five, bro. <laughs> Fuck. Even now. I still type real like old school. Like I look at what I type and sometimes you I You know what works great? The voice on your yeah, phone. Yeah, yeah. I mean if I can you, type if you fast. talk it if you talk it and it just writes it for you. Oh, I love that shit. I type fast, but like I still catch myself typing with not all the fingers the way that you know they taught you. Yeah, I never do it. Yeah, never. I'm on a laptop air all day every day, so like I'm always yeah. typing. So But I like it, man. I, I work from home and stuff. Um Oh, you work from home? I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, bro, I'm fully remote. Um, I really? Mean, yeah, yeah. So like, what I'm, do you do for work? I'm doing digital no, advertising right now. Fucking what you do for digital work? Digital advertising. This guy's my best, one of my best friends. I don't know what the fuck he does for a living. <laughs> I didn't make your money. Because our conversations. <laughs> I just think you play pool. Many You're ways. A fucking hustler. Many That's ways. what you do. <laughs> <laughs> you watch too many movies. <laughs> you watch too many movies, yo. No, 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 no. We should nah. make a little pool short film, bro. Bro, let's do it. That would, I would be, be dope, so right? like I already told you when you were bef- when you first started the podcast. You know what? I'm gonna think about it. I'm gonna think about no, it. No, but by Siri, when you first started the podcast, I remember you. We met up for your birthday. You, me, and Lisa. We went oh, we went to glitch. We went to glitch. Yo, shout out the glitch. Shout Best out. fucking arcade spot in Florida, bro. It's a dope vibe. Check it out if you've never good been. Good beers, good beers. You know, like good vibes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I told you I was like, bro, you should do video, and I was like, it would be perfect for. Like us to do a podcast and then yeah, it's about pool location. Yeah. on a pool table. So I think you should definitely keep trying new things with the video. Maybe do yeah. some like, I don't know, man, bring in, bring in a comedian, do an improv or something like that. Do a skit in the middle of the podcast. Yeah, that'd be a good, that's a good idea. I would love to do that. Something like that, I have bro. To meet, I have to meet. Turn into like a, a freaking Jimmy Fallon. You know the games they play on Jimmy Fallon <laughs> and shit? Like, turn it into oh, a... Oh, actually, oh, I see what you mean. That'd be interesting. Do little, do little like tangents. Do little yeah. side things. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Um, I'll be a creative But I do director. have ideas for the podcast, though. Like, um, there's one I'm going to do on Sunday. By the time this podcast airs, so the date would have passed. But um, it's going to be happening more or less in the future, too. So I'm going to start doing F1 Companion. So I'll be watching the races live and having oh, a podcast yeah. with that. Yo, so ha- Sunday, tune in at noon. A lot of people Brazilian, would vibe out. Brazilian Grand Prix, baby. We lit, boy. And so you're big into podcast. F1 too? Oh, I'm, yo, I love F1. Bro. Who's That's your favorite uh, driver? At the moment, my favorite driver would probably be 
Daniel Ricciardo because Ricardo because I feel like him and I have similar personalities. Oh, okay. Like I like drivers that that have nice personalities. So yeah, Daniel yeah. is one of the ones closest to me. Yeah. Best driver on the grid right now is probably Max Verstappen. The guy is a beast, bro. Yeah. yeah I don't really, really watch too much. But F1. my favorite driver, like the one that I root for most of the time, mm-hmm. is Fernando Alonso. Okay. He's the oldest driver. And who does on he drive grid. with? He drives for Aston Martin. Oh, okay. Okay. Which might not be here next year. I think they're going through a name oh, okay. change. Okay, okay. I'm not sure yet. Have you gone to the F1? Yes, race? I did. I went to the inauguration F1 race in Miami, and How it was that was the first fantastic. So it was cool. The first time because I heard they made a lot of great, two uh, years. They a lot of a lot of great improvements. Like the second year was much better. Um, I didn't go the second year, and I regret it. Okay. I honestly regret it because I'll tell you why. I bought my ticket for the first year for seven hundred dollars. All three days, yeah. right? And I had good seats. I was in the marina, and I was right on the S-turn. I had good seats. Okay. The following year, this year, they offered me the same spot for the same money, and I didn't buy it. And I should have oh. done it because I want to go next year, and they probably would have done the same thing again. I would have kept going every year for 700 bucks, which is not bad. Yeah, Consider yeah, yeah. the prices. No, the, the prices are up there because I remember they're redonkulous, dude. Yeah. Like it's stupid. Like it's like I kind of feel like it's bad for F one in a way because they make it seem like it's luxury. I guess it depends. I don't like know it's what the luxury pricing, event. I don't know what the prices but are. They go in like thousands other, of dollars in other like cities that they the big cities. That no, they're not. Like for it. example, like I'll give you some examples. Um, the t- the cheapest one is Hungary. Hungary, okay. The country you go, uh, mm-hmm. the country. So you go there. The cheapest one is like the, it's like sub two hundred bucks. Oh, really? Right. Two hundred euros or yeah. Do they use whatever the, the currency yeah. is over there? I'm not really sure what it is, but it's 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 very inexpensive for the whole weekend. You're looking at maybe four hundred, okay. right? Whereas if you went to Monaco, Miami, or now Vegas, it's yeah, thousands. thousands. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like five thousand, eight thousand. I mean, hey, the demand is there, bro. Depending on the package, like, bro, you can watch. I was looking at it the other day because I was looking at the Monaco prices. You can watch it from a yacht, 4K. You're watching F1 from a yacht, boy. Like you're parked and that shit. Yeah, it's I've my seen dream videos. track. I've seen videos. I've it's seen my vi- dream track to go. That if is I can go nice anywhere, it'll be fucking Monaco. I've seen videos of people like just right there, and then the cars are literally right in front of you, and you're on a boat. The, what's in, what's great about the Monaco track is that it's a public road. Yeah, that's what's great about that's it. All the, all the other are ones are tracks yeah that one's on a public road it's yeah. it's really interesting because of that there's gotta be but other ones the, like that though it's the one that the drivers hate the most because it's so small or it's but small don't they have there's not a lot of passing I, I don't think it's f1 they used to have a race in uh uh was it san diego no it was long beach in long beach california they used I mean, to there's have a lot downtown. of races that happen I don't throughout think it's the F1. year locally like a bunch of F1. local local races okay but yeah you, the uh, the track that they have there is, it's not an f1 track but they do have a track there yeah, yeah they have yeah. a lot of tracks over the u.s laguna seca yeah bro um the there's a george there's, in uh georgia there's one there's in, one down here in homestead yeah the homestead one is big homestead there's, there's a richmond in virginia richmond raceway or something like that yeah yeah that's what's up bro. it's cool i would w- hey man i never you know what we should do man together because i know you're into cars too the bmw ultimate driving experience that would be dope yeah i i saw one of those things one time at one of the car shows and i, I don't want to do that why not because they limit you you can't just do what you want yeah but you learn i've done it i did it like 
two, three years in a row, and it's actually fun, bro. Like you I learn. Know. I would much prefer to do like shout a out to Joe. Course. Shout out to Joe that was on your podcast because Joe and I went. Joe went. Oh, Joe went with you. Yeah, we went. Uh, if I left DC in 2021, we went in like 2020 or 2019. Um, it was before COVID, so maybe it was 2018. It might have been 2018 or 2019. I don't know. Um, bro, we went and we, we had such a good time that day. Like, yo, we went crazy and the guys were cool enough to let us like take the cars and go out. What did you drive? You we remember? drove, I remember it was a new seven series was really fun to drive. They had the electric, the electric version of that and the, you know, actual petrol. All right. So you want to do this trip? You want to do this? You want to, they good come one? everywhere, bro. No, they, no, no, no. I got one for you. What? We go to Vegas they have and we do the exotic car one. Porsches, Lambos, I'll be Ferraris. down to do that. Because, like, that experience to me was, I was so blown away because it really showed me, one, two things. Because I'm in marketing. Like, back to what I was saying. I do digital advertising, digital marketing. I'm pretty much essentially, like. So, help me market my podcast. I got you, bro. <laughs> I mean, I, I, do, I do paid advertising. I'll sponsor you on I the podcast. I do paid advertising. If you want to run paid ads, I'm your guy, bro. Like, I will help you out. Actually, we can talk about it because there's a lot of stuff I don't, like, I have to get into because I do this by myself so uh, learning about like promoting the podcast and reaching new viewers we have so much to talk about bro bro but let me ask you this though. tough let me ask you this is there like a certain crowd or a certain uh, uh fan base that you're trying to build or are you just that's that's you're willing to bro that is a super interesting question to ask me because i have no fucking idea you're just doing i it. just like just talking to people it. i'm okay. having conversation with people and hopefully i'm able to keep it entertaining enough as a host yeah. To continue to have people come on. So I think at that That's point. That's literally what it is. In that sense. I guess if you were to say like my, my like, it's very much like how Joe Rogan does his. Right. Because he's, he's the podcast I listen to the most. And he kind of influences me in how I do mine. It's just like. I had a feeling. Have, yeah. have, have, uh, have like an unfiltered way of, of like just, just talking and being honest and, yeah. and doing your own opinions and not taking anything seriously Open. and having very interesting guests come on that are very knowledgeable about their things like you with your billiards. That's yeah. why, you know, I thought it would be an interesting podcast is to talk about billiards, yeah, not only bro. for me, but because I just feel like it's just an interesting game to play. And a lot of people yeah. find it interesting. Yeah. You so know? I think, I think with like who you are as a person, someone who is easy to talk to, who's open, who's not afraid to learn, about different things, yeah. like, no matter what. Yeah, everything fascinates me. That's I think exactly. that's what it is. So like, having somebody like everything. that, you just need to just make sure your guests are from all parts of the world, yeah. like literally all types of guests. Yeah. Um, and I think that's going to drive a lot of success. And then after that, marketing aspect of it is just essentially just going to make sure people hear your podcast. Yeah, it's how to get more listeners. And then the exactly. content and the product and the, um, yeah, essentially the content will sell itself. You so you want some more, bro? I mean, why not? Bro, we're killing this bottle. I, mean, I don't know about you, bro. It's a baby bottle. I we didn't could, buy we could it, do it for us to have leftovers. We could do it, bro. I'm, I'm enjoying this conversation. And, um, I mean, we always have good talks. Like, even off. Bro, the amount of shit. Like, sometimes I wish I could have a microphone on me when bro. I'm talking to some people. <laughs> you know what I thought would have been an interesting podcast? I would have loved to have done this. Maybe I'll do it in the future one day. I feel like some of the best conversations I've ever had. Best conversation is when I'm driving to work. Because in Florida, average driving time for me is like 40, 45 minutes. Sometimes I'll, I'll have a friend on the phone with me literally the whole time. And I'm like, this is you're a podcast of, on its own. one of the people that enjoy being on the phone. And, and talking to my friends yeah. and just talking random shit, talking Formula One, talk about interesting things I, I, I talked to. 
I, I, I've come up with or hear. Yeah. Like, it's just crazy shit. Bro, you know who I met the other day on, um, on set? Um, I went to shoot this um, commercial. And uh, you know that actor from Pitch Black? I don't know. I don't watch TV. Yeah, bro. you don't watch TV, man. <laughs> if you good. tell but me, his like, his name is Cole Hauser. Me, uh, yeah. And um, I didn't recognize him at first, but wait, when what's his name? Cole Hauser. He's Cole on Yellowstone. Hauser. If you watch oh, TV shows. Oh, I see, I see who you're talking about. Yeah. If you say Yellowstone, I, I see who you're talking about. Yeah, he's on that show. And then I didn't realize How it was him until guy? I heard his voice. I was like, "What does this guy sound like? The guy from Pitch Black?" Damn. I'm like, "Oh, cool. That was. That's who that is. That's really cool." And it, it's so funny when you meet like. That's what I love about this job is is sometimes you, you when you not necessarily have to meet celebrities or anything like that. It's it's working with talent. Yeah. It's so fun, like watching actors do their thing, being around the talent. Yeah. Being around the talent, whether yeah. it's on a novella or commercial or whatever. Yeah. Just watching them get into character. Yeah. And then executing it. Yep. While everybody's just watching you do your shit. Like, oh, man, the whole time you were doing this and talking to me like a normal person, you yeah. can do this. Like, it just flipped the switch. Bro, you have, like, seven, eight people watching you perform yeah, a made-up thing. Like, yeah. it's fascinating, bro. <coughs> fascinating. Excuse me. Um, that's one of the things. I, I'm a big – I'm a fan of the arts, too. I think you, you're definitely passionate and you appreciate art. Uh, I'm definitely the same way. That's why I have a thing for live music. I love live music oh, yeah. for the same reason. Likewise. Like I love live music. That's why I like vinyls. Yeah. You know, I feel like I feel like when a vinyl plays, it sounds live. Yeah, you hear the the trueness of like the it's sound. got the crackles sometimes. Yeah. But I that that's also why I love I love to listen to live versions of albums. Yeah. Like especially in Haiti, we used to listen to Compad. The best versions were the live versions of the album. For sure. And there's definitely um <laughs> Same There's thing for regular music, like Hotel um, California by the Eagles. The oh best yeah. version the is live the live version one. Is the best version for like sure. Like there's no, I don't even think I've heard the original, and so I had the vinyl. Yeah, I probably heard it to be honest. No, because I played the vinyl all the time. But but I mean, you know what I mean? No, like, for sure. And there's certain genres too where live the live music aspect of it just, it just sounds better. I actually have the Eagles live vinyl and the actual album Hotel California. Fire. That's dope. Yeah. That's dope. Um, like for me, the other thing too is like there's beauty in the imperfection. Yes. So going back to the compa, like, yes. um, you know, it's beautiful when the singer is like a little bit behind or far ahead and you see how the band catches up to get the rhythm and get the flow, get the melody back on point. Yeah. Like you, you see that you hear it happening and it tells you about the person. It tells you about the band. It tells you about yeah. the artist. It tells you like, that's why I love the NPR Tiny Desk performances. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. R.I.P. Mac Miller. He has a great I, yo. I role. met Mac Miller. What? Yeah. It's really. Met, I've had. I've. If I tell you the list do of people. Do tell. I, do tell my friend. If I, I tell listen. you the list of. Okay, I'm gonna give you three, in my mind, icons that I met, out of nowhere. Like not even. Well, maybe one of them, Erica Badu. I was going to her concert and I got to meet her and got to hang out with her backstage. So that was like intentional. I was going to her show. Gotcha. Another icon. I mean, maybe Mac Miller is might not be considered an icon. He's definitely a well respected one of the to me one of the most underrated uh, young rappers that came out in his era. Um, For sure, you know, and it, it's a tragedy that his 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 life ended that way, and you know, he's no longer with us. But bro, like such a talented artist. Um, I got to meet him at a GameStop. In Fairfax, Virginia, which is where you came to visit me. So you went to GameStop, bro, and you saw I Mac wake Miller up, in there. Right, let me tell you what happened. At this time, I'm in college. I was working with, I was living with my roommates. 
my roommate buys Call of Duty, right? Call of Duty had just come out. And me, I'm trying to get into Call of Duty because I, I suck at those games, bro. I, I, I don't yeah, know. I'm not very good at I'm it. not very good at it. That's so good I, stories, though. So I was at the mall maybe like, you know, that week, and I bought Call of Duty. Turns out I get home. My roommate's like, yo, I got FIFA and I got Call of Duty. And I'm like, bro, I bought Call of Duty. Like, let's play. He's like, bro, we're going to have to return one of them. I'm like, cool. I'll return mine. No worries. I don't return it. One Saturday, I wake up, and I'm like, yo, I'm just going to return the Call of Duty that day. Wake up, get my wake and bake on, and then I go to GameStop at the mall because I had nothing to do that morning. It's a Saturday, and it's like 10, 30, 11 a.m. Um, I walk into the GameStop, and then I'm not doing anything but going to the line, right? Because I'm just returning the game. I'm not going to go shop for a game. And I see, like, and Mac Miller was supposed to perform at my school that afternoon because the school every year they did, like, a concert. One year we uh, we got Kid Cudi. The next year we got Mac Miller. Like that that era. I see two big security guards and like a small short dude with like a hoodie on, but I saw the dude's hands and he was like super tatted up. His legs. He was wearing shorts. He was tatted up. I'm like, yo, is that Mac Miller, bro? Like, can't be right because it's 10 a.m. Like, I'm at GameStop, bro. Yeah, in the middle in a mall like that's like a regular mall. The mo- it's like Pembroke Lakes Mall. Yeah. And then I see shout out to Pember Lake Shout, shout out, shout out to they, they have a they have a dope uh, uh, food truck Thursdays. Get out of here for real. I don't know if they still do it, but there's one. There's actually one on Tuesday. There's Tuesdays by my house too. Shout out to Pember Lake Mall. Anyways, I, what gave it away that it was Mac Miller was the two security guards are holding two big ass bags full of like games, games like just every single. It's almost like they took every game off the rack and they just put it in bunch of bags even mac miller's holding games and they're holding consoles xbox i'm like yo i'm like this has christmas shopping it was i don't know when when, this is probably summer or maybe like spring it was spring and then i walk up to and i take a little peek i look over and i'm like yo that's mac miller and then me being like starstruck i'm like i walk up to the security guard i'm like yo man like first of all what's up with the games he's like man we're on the tour bus like motherfucker likes to play like he just <laughs> he just wants all the games like all the games and then i was like yo can i get a picture and so he was like yeah he asked him and he's like yeah cool so he's he was like it was so morning. there wasn't a lot of people there no no bro. one it noticed was, this the guy. mall had just opened because you know it's saturday the yeah, mall doesn't yeah. open until maybe 10 or whatever it was between 10 and noon and so yeah bro he let me take a picture i was like yo are you gonna perform i'm gonna come to your show blah 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 Awesome, Boom. bro. Randomly got to meet Mac Miller. Okay, number three. What's the next one? This is number one. Oh, so Erica Badu is number Erica one. Erica Badu is that, that's, that is true. I'm a big I'm a big Badu fan. But that was intentional. That that was intentional. I went to okay, her show. Random random sightings. Next person. The the most iconic is probably Dave Chappelle. Get the fuck. Dave the Chappelle. Goat? Like the goat. And this fuck is twenty. Man. This is twenty. Was I there an 20, aura around him? Like oh. Yo. He was actually, when I met him, I met him with Frédéric Monet, which is like a French, sax, uh, not saxophone, French harmonica player who actually has an NPR show with Dave Chappelle. Wow. So he, they were just walking around the streets in D.C. and the bar that I used to love, full circle. No security. No security. Like the bar that I used to love playing pool at, shout out to Black Whiskey, shout out to Dan, the owner of Black Whiskey. Um, Black Whiskey is my, like, place that i go play pool that's at. that's your home that's my home, that's your home base. base like like that's where i used to go play every friday if i have nothing to do you can you know where to find me 
Uh, I was in D.C., like I said, the other day. I went to play a game there with my girl. Like, you, it was dope, bro. It was dope. It's a nothing crazy. It's just a watering hole, as they call it. Um, and it's just a dope spot on 14th Street in D.C. Um, so, yeah, so I go to Black Whiskey any Friday night, regular, regular Friday night. This is, like, 2017, 2018. The bar is its last call. So 2.30, 3 o'clock-ish, whatever. The bartenders are trying to get people to pay their bills. The owner, I'm cool with the owner and, like, some of the, we're regulars, essentially, so that they let us stay after hours. Usually, like, we can stay there, and there's one pool table. Like, you, we win, you play, you stay on the table. I usually play all night, and then I'm closing my tab, and the bartender goes, yo, you see Dave over there? I'm like, who the fuck is, who's Dave? He's like, Dave Chappelle. It's like, nah, bro. <laughs> Oliver, I kid you not, bro. I look over, I turn like this, and I see Dave Chappelle, like, standing there talking, like, yeah. and I was like, yo, I was like, oh, shit. So everyone, like, at that time, it's only the regulars who are still at the bar, because it's after hours, people are chilling. And we're like, wow, what is he doing here? No one knew turns out he just showed up it was like three in the morning he was walking down the street he was like this is the only place i heard people talking loud it's a bar he's like i'm gonna just walk in here and he walked into the bar with his friend and then when we asked him like yo what are you doing and he's from the dc area he's from uh, i think silver spring maryland and he was in town uh for elections and there was maryland governor elections and stuff like that and so he was supporting somebody, and so he was just like, I'm in town, and this is my hometown. I just went out tonight, and I chose to, came to come to this bar. We hung out with him for two hours. Bro, fuck yes. He's storytelling, one of the, one of the best storytellers in our lifetime bro, ever. Bro, fuck yes. And he's just sitting there, bro, smoking a cigarette in the bar, just chilling bro, with us like yes. for two hours after I just crazy. finished playing two hours of pool, which is like at my bar. I like, wouldn't have gone home either, bro. Fuck that. Yeah, yo, I remember, man, I was I was like, yo, this is crazy. And I, he didn't want to take pictures with anyone because he didn't want. That's cool, bro. I don't give a shit. I, you know my, yeah, I took a little, took a little video. I, I got a little. them <laughs> you got your little, snuck, you put it in your little, pocket, you got the recorder Nah, on. not even. Like as soon as the bartender told me like, yo, Dave Chappelle, I'm like, what? And I, I was like, I got to take a video. But he was like, yo, guys, please. And it was like 15 people. It was like 15 of us yeah, at the yeah, bar. Yeah, chilling. So we're chilling. And he was like, yo, like, respectfully, I don't want any kind of exposure. I don't want people to. And, and again, he was coming off of the whole staying off the grid and not being, like, out This the is right after he got back from Africa, you think? Uh, I think. I don't know when he got back. But, yeah, essentially. Before the, the, the span of the Netflix series. I can't series. believe he did that shit. My man just went away and came back. I respect it. I respect it 100%. I it, bro. Sometimes um, you need to leave, you know, get tuned in. Yeah, bro. I took, get I mean. Get your priorities understood. Bro, that's why I came down here. Like, I moved down here in 2021, uh, 2021, 2020. Like, 2021 was one of the toughest years of my life. And I decided, bro, I was like, I'm going to move closer to home. One, closer to Haitian culture, closer to Haiti. I want to be one flight away from home. And most importantly, I want to be closer to my family. Gotcha. So I was like, man, fuck it. I'm going to just move here. And I saved up. I had it all planned out. And I took a whole year off. I didn't work for a whole year. And I focused on my health, focused on my mental health. Um, you know, I was, I was going through a tough time in a sense of, like, just shit. Like, life was just hitting me. Like, my grandfather had passed that year. COVID. Had a situation with my previous uh, company where I was working at in real estate management. did your grandfather pass? 2021. Damn. I couldn't go to his funeral you know, rest in peace, Papi Lex. Um, I couldn't go to this funeral. It hurts, bro, because I caught COVID. I got mm. COVID. 
And like, I think I caught COVID like maybe a few days. Oh, no, actually, this is what happened. Early 2021, I get COVID. My, at the time, my job was like, you can't come in. Like, you know, obviously, stay home. The day that I test positive for COVID, the same day I found out, I test, I found out that my grandfather died. I didn't feel good. I go to the urgent care and I find out I test positive for COVID like an hour later. So as soon as I found out, I was like, I can't go to the funeral. And I was going to try to make it, but obviously I, you don't want to expose anybody. Um, so yeah, bro, that's how the year started. And then it just spiraled, like shit just kept, kept hitting me. And you know, that's life, bro. Like, you know, my mom always told me like, a tr- you know, that, that Martin Luther King uh, quote, or is it Malcolm X? I think it's Malcolm X or Martin Luther King Jr. I can't remember. Um, the true measure of a man is how he responds in times of, you know, um, adversity and how Oof. you react. Like, that's that's what makes a man. It's Oof. like... That's that's crazy. Like, how do you react when shit is hitting the fan? I feel like I'm a pussy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you're still living, man. You made it. Like, uh, you made it You made it this rough, far. Bro. I, cr- I cry a lot about anything. I'm a pussy. Crying, crying. There's nothing wrong with crying, bro. Pussy. That's just emotions. The same way we laugh, you can cry, too. Bro, I cry when I watch those Instagram videos of them rescuing kittens or puppies that were, like, I'm just like, oh, my God. So nah, sad. Man. I mean, crying is just, like, a release, man. Like, it's, I don't cry for sad shit. I cry when I'm, like, passionate about something. So, if I'm man, telling I you a story and I'm nostalgic. Shit. Oh, yeah, that can happen, too, for sure. Zoom, like, yeah. easy. Yeah, that can happen for sure. Um, But, yeah, any little thing, like, can make me cry. I can tap into, like, an emotion and it just makes me want to cry, bro. It's yeah, crazy. yeah, yeah. Nah, for sure. You watch animated movies at all? You like animated movies? Not really, like animated, like uh, like oh, cars. Oh, the cartoon. No, I'm like, thinking no, cars, that's like, like Wall-E. CGI animation. Oh, talking about like you know the old. I'm thinking if you if I'm like Lilo and Stitch, like I don't know, man. Damn. Yeah, Lilo and Stitch <laughs> is is hand, is drawn animation, so it yeah, is yeah. not CGI. So like those types, you don't watch anime at all, like nah, any of Japanese stuff. Nah, man. Oh, I don't. Yo, like when it comes to TV, I used to watch more TV when I was a kid, but the older I got. I don't know, man. I think part of it is, like, I have I have siblings, but I grew up a lot of times, like, I grew up as an only child because my sisters left Haiti early, and then, like, I was living in the house as an only child. So, like, I was always chilling with my parents. Um, we have a, a, a saying in Creole. I forget, like, we have to translate, but... No, you don't have to translate, bro. But, like, that. but like I was always around, they say, like, under grown-ups' mouths, so, like... You're under somebody who's older than you. You're always hearing people who are o- older than you. So a lot of times I feel like I didn't want to watch TV when I was older. Because I watched a lot of TV when I was a kid and I was I did that a solo. Lot too. So like as I got older, I was like, I want human interaction. Like I wanna You ever seen the cable guy? Yeah, bro. Jim okay. Carrey. So in that movie he says, Yeah, with Jim Carrey. My favorite actor of all time. Mm-hmm. Actually, if I could meet any celebrity in the world, they, I, they gave me a free card to meet any person in the world to sit down where you are right now. Yeah. Jim Carrey. Do you prefer the cable guy or I'm the Truman Show? Bro, don't start. <laughs> <laughs> those, those are fighting words. Bro, two different shit, first of all. Yeah, I know. But I'm saying but like his performance. His performance in Truman Show is the best, bro. It's good. Yeah. Actually, it's not the best, but it's good. Truman Show, Eternal Sun. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind is one is, is another good one. I've heard of anyways, that. I don't think back, I've watched back it. Back to back to Cable Guy. The reason why I brought it up is because in that movie he says that television brought him up, right? His mom was never around. He was always, she was always going on dates or whatever. TV brought him up. Every reference he's ever made in his life is TV related. He learned it through TV. Yeah, 
I'm the same way. Okay. 100%. Okay. okay. Like, every reference I make is something I saw in the television show or movie or okay. anything like that. Have you, pin, have you been put in situations, maybe? Because you know how they say, like, don't believe everything you see on TV. Have you ever been in situations where you feel like that made you naive? Um, no, not necessarily a movie, but maybe something I saw on YouTube. Like you related it and you believed it or something? Yeah, like maybe something. Oh, oh, I see what you mean. Um, yes, I'll give you an example. Uh, one of the best examples is in the ba in Batman Begins. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know the scene where where he's training with Ra's al Ghul in the in the in the lake, the frozen lake. Oh, and yeah, he yeah, taps yeah. it and he, and he lets him on the water and he tells him. To rub his chest, it'll yeah. make you warmer. Don't worry about your hands, because he was like cold, obviously. Mm -hmm. That's not true. That's a myth. And okay. I used to think like you believed it. Yeah, of course I believed it. It's fucking. It's in the a movie, bro. It's Batman, <laughs> dog. It's a like, movie. Why would they lie to me? <laughs> Why would you lie? They've been teaching me all my life. <laughs> my whole life. I learned my no, ABCs. but it, it's it's cool, man. Your passion for it, it's the same thing. Like anything that you're passionate about, you're gonna find the truth. Yo, how are you not? Slipping in your chair. Bro. I am slipping. I oh, naturally okay. slouch, but I am All slipping. Right, cool. I'm just trying to. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I feel I'm, like I'm moving this, a lot. I'm working with this mic, bro. Okay, <laughs> so interesting thing you brought up. I think I should ditch the mics and put lavaliers. Do you feel like this shit gets in the way? Like, if we want to get animated, like if I was like. So all this shits in my face. So this is the type of shit I love, bro. Like the in-between <laughs> conversations. Like <laughs> let's let's break this down. Like I'm a very like analytical person. I feel like it kind of gets in the way sometimes. Going back to pool, I always try to think of what I did wrong in a shot and try to break the shot down. So like I I psychoanalyze a lot of shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but I'm my own self therapist. Yeah, bro. Me too. I'm I sure mean, you are too. I feel like that's a stoner syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> in a little bit, but the thing is, but the thing is, in a li in little bit, but like the thing is too, I the older I've gotten, the more I've realized, bro, like we should talk to people about you know th therapy and things like that. Like there, it's important. I need to like I've never literally I've never, I've had a lot of near death experiences and things like that, but never went to speak to a therapist. Near about death it. experiences, I want to know some. I mean, like everything from growing up in Haiti and being exposed to insecurity and violence. And is there a situation where you almost died? Uh, I mean, yeah, like te technically, I guess, like there was an attempted like kidnapping and there was like a situation where they, they took the car away from my mom and we were held at gunpoint. Like to me, if you consider that almost died. Wow. Like, Wait, okay. Yo, you can't just say that shit. No, but yeah, I'm saying like. Let's talk about it. What happened? I mean, like we, we got held up. We were uh, in Boabatat. We were going to my grandmother's house. Okay. And, and like I was, she picked me up, I think. From Sorry, what year is this? 20, 2004, 2003, okay. maybe. Okay, okay. I was 13 or 14. Um, I was working out at NLG at the time. I had, like, boxing practice up there, and, like, that's the gym where I used to go to. She picked me up, and then we were going to my grandmother's house, and then she parked on the side of the road. You know, they're selling stuff on the side of the road. She, she saw, like, a onap, and we were, like, going to, like, get it because she really, really liked it, and she was like, yo, I'm hosting, like, this coming weekend. Like, this would be nice. So we stopped, and then while we stopped, guys just pulled up and pretty much took me out of the car put a gun to the window we're like yo get out and i'm thinking like should i sh grab my phone at the time i'm like no because they might they might think it's a gun like so i just leave and then i was held at gunpoint and then my mom came running trying to grab me and stuff so moments like that like things like that thankfully wow, that's they ended crazy. up they ended up taking the car they were like in the car they were like yo come in the car type shit and i just was backing away they they had two guns on me and so That's traumatic crazy. experiences that over time, my mom 
my mom, you know, bless her heart, she was like, you need therapy. She wanted me to take to seek therapy. And at the time, I just didn't want to do it. I was like, and you never did. Never, never did, bro. Never did. Um, I spoke to people and I think I seek therapy through people that I trust in yeah, my life. And, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm the same way. I have family members who are, you know, in psychology and my godmother, my aunt. Yeah, people you can talk to. Family members, yeah, you know, yeah. like people that you, that you can trust. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so. I mean, that's why you go. I feel like at the end of the day, that's kind of why you go to a therapist. You kind of trust them. You can be open yeah, with them. You can yeah. tell them your deepest, darkest secrets and they'll never judge you. And if I have that in a circle that's as close as my family. Then, I can say never. Then, then in certain situations, of, of course, like there are certain conversations you might not want to have. But if I have that in my family, then, you know, I, that's the beautiful thing about family, man. And like, yeah. uh, again, full circle moment why i moved down here to be closer to family to be closer to my nieces like this morning i took my nieces to school and like the 13 years that i was living in the dc area um i couldn't do that yeah i couldn't do that how old are they uh the twins are four uh oh, and Timur. yeah Timur, but like my sister also has uh, an 11 year old and an eight year old so she's got four girls wow <laughs> so she had two girls tried for a boy got twin girls Wow. So four girls. So I took them to school today. And like, bro, little moments like that, man, like people underestimate what it means sometimes or what it means to be away from family or be away from home. I came back home to do that, to be able to like spend time with my family because, yeah, you know, it's important. Yeah, absolutely, bro. Absolutely. And you have to remember, I was I was always coming into Miami. We'd always hang out. I would come down here. So I was able to see them. But it's different when you live down here. So. Um, so yeah, man, so to go back to what we were saying, like, um, it's important to do that, bro. It's, it's, it's very important to take the time to do what makes you feel good. Like if you don't want to do anything for a year, don't do it, bro. Yeah. Like, why are you going to live your life in a way that, um, is not satisfying you? That's only going to help any little Stress don't do it for the gram, people. That's what he's saying. Don't do it for the gram. Like, do it for you at the end of the day. Like, don't be selfish. Don't be self-centered. Don't be. But like, I'm a big believer in balance. I I love the concept of Jack would approve. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to to Jackie Poo, yo. Come back, man. Yo, come back, bro. Come back, bro. Come back. When he comes back, we got that episode we're gonna do. When he comes back, bro, it's gonna be nice. Yeah. Because he was my first episode. He was your first episode. Yeah. And and for people that don't know, um, that episode was the was the first episode I did, and it wasn't in a studio. We did it at at his at his sister's house. That's why the audio is different in that one. Every episode after that one has right. been in this studio. You're right. You're right. Even the audio ones, because but I didn't you always still do hear video. It. You could still hear it, because I remember you had him, you had Shabin after that. Yeah, but Shabin was here in the studio. Mm, so the, so the, thi- was, the difference yeah. is that um, I started doing the studio after episode two, and they were audio only. Okay. And then I think it was episode seven or eight that was the, the video. I can't believe I, I can't remember it, but... That's okay. what happens when you drink and shit. So <laughs> start to forget. Yeah, bro. But, but yeah, one of the episodes was my inauguration episode of of the podcast nice. video. Um, but damn, the audio, I, I, you know, that's something I, I'm still it learning. Happens. It's, it's not like it's not someone that's so accessible. Jacques is like someone that we're always yeah. hanging around with. Um, yeah. So, but yeah. talking about like learning experience, like even even the setup, it. Almost every episode I do, it's a different look. I was going to say, because I don't remember the um, No, it's the not drum the same. Set. No, uh, this time I left the drum set there. Normally I take it out. I'm closer to the wall. Yeah. Um, 
I like it, man. Shout I like out to the Greenlight because this is where I work. This is yeah. where they allow Shout me to do it. So I put the thing, I put their symbol, their logo there. I'm gonna have a neon sign of the of the podcast. I'm gonna buy. Okay. I'm gonna put there too. So it's gonna be dope, man. Yeah, man. But it's always changing because I feel like I feel like um, the podcast is growing. So I feel like naturally it's. It's going to continue to evolve till it gets to its final stage. Because right now I'm not at that final stage yet of where I want everything to be at. Yeah, yeah. In terms of the way it looks, especially where if maybe if I relocate or something. So yeah. that's another thing. So, um, uh, yeah. I, so I it's always changing because I feel like it goes with the guests too. So I this is our theme. Yeah. This is our this is our podcast moment. This is a vibe. It would be nice if there was a pool table in here, bro, and I could there give you would, some pointers. Yeah. I could. So one of the things I want to do <coughs> with pool is. I want to start giving back to the game, right? So I want to be able to teach kids or teach somebody how to play pool. So I want to get, because I feel like I'm so confident in myself now in the game that I can pass that along to somebody. So I want to start doing that some way, somehow, whatever it is. You know, the dream would be to own a pool hall one day or a pool, a pool slash cigar oh, lounge. Would, that would be so dope. Bro. A pool slash cigar lounge slash, you know, where you can come through with like a speakeasy vibe, but... You know, you can come through. It's not going to be like, bro, 10 pool tables. I got ideas for you, bro. Yo, we're going to. That's what you want to do? We're going to talk, I got bro. ideas for you, we're bro. We're going to talk, bro. bro. I'm telling Yo, you. Because I think. You're basically talking about a man cave. You want to make a man cave. A man cave. It could be a woman cave, too. Like, yeah, but uh, you know what I mean. We could. We could. And have, we have our little video games. Yeah. You, got, you maybe have a, you, like, not video game, but you have a pinball machine. Yeah. You have your pool yeah. table. It's a you hangout know, you have karaoke. Spot. It's a hangout spot, yeah. and it could be multi-purpose. You got Star Wars playing on the TV. The future, the future, or the hustler. <laughs> the future, the future of spaces, bro, is vibes, man. Like, so I, you know, I was in property management for a long time. When I was in DC, I did marketing, but I worked for a property management. What did you study in college? Uh, marketing and economics. Okay, and gotcha. So, like, I was in that firm. When I was working in that firm, I was mostly working in marketing on the residential side of things. So I was doing all the like day-to-day -day marketing stuff to, you know help our residential communities like shopping or we have shopping centers but we also had like apartment communities so i realized that like with spaces whether you're designing an apartment or whether you're trying to sell or rent or sell a home like now in my business i help entrepreneurs gain and retain more business my company reminder media shout out to reminder media um we help entrepreneurs gain and retain more business that's mm. that's literally what we do we do digital advertising bring you the leads you got to make the calls to get the business. But we're going to get you the leads. Um, and I realized when I was in the property management space is that when someone walks into a home and they're looking to buy it, or when somebody walks into an apartment, somebody walks into a restaurant, somebody walks into a pool hall, it has to have a vibe. The lights have to make sense. The scent, like it has to appeal to the senses. The aura. Every, the aura. It has yeah. to appeal to all the senses. So, like, for example, when I walked into the room, and, I mean, I'm not in film. I've never been in film. I, I mean, I've never worked in a space like this, to be quite honest with you. Yeah. When I walked in here, I was like, oh, shit, like, this is dope, bro. I feel like there's cameras all over the place, or, like, there's, like, <laughs> lights all over the place. Maybe they can't see it on the screen, but, like, bro, like, it's, it's the a dope the, vibe. The idea is whatever is on screen is intended to be shown on camera. And it's, that creates the vibe. Yeah. And it's almost like we did it on a spur of the moment because yeah. I'm we were not tweaking what you got here. Bro, I we had it completely set up different. We were tuning it because I was like, yo, this is a vibe. Let's do it. Because when you think about it, I'm not an, a musician. But Neither I, am I. 
but having this right here is... You're the first podcast with this in, in here, so... I don't even... Yo, I, my sister... My sister told me once, Sophia... Shout out to my sisters, Betsy and Sophia. Big, Have big, I met your sisters? I don't Probably think so. not. They're, my, they're older than me. They went to Kiskea, though. That's why I ended up going to Kiskea. It's because my sisters went there. They, were, they used to go to La Lue, and then they went to Kiskea. Um, shout out to my sisters, Betsy and Sophia. Um... My sister Sophia used to tell me when I was a kid that I should play drums because I was always beating to the sound of whatever mm, music was like. Gotcha. Playing. Yeah. But I don't play an instrument, bro. The only instrument. Why don't I've you ever pick up the drums? Learn to play. I should, bro. I rather As pick a hobby. up the stick, man. I rather play. Yeah, I feel you, <laughs> <But> man. <laughs> I mean, especially those types of games, they take up a, a, a good portion of your time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But like the fact that the that's why that's there. why I stopped playing the saxophone. It's just. The time it's nine of hours in the day. Yeah, didn't you play guitar? No, point? never. No? I never played any instrument. I literally love the saxophone. It's my favorite instrument. Mm-hmm. Like I love music that have the saxophone. It's a it's a cool and, instrument. And um, yeah, but it's a hard instrument. You have to learn how to control your, your breathing, breath, yeah. your embouchure, mm. which is like controlling your jaw and how your you embouchure. Yeah, it's called embouchure. Oh shit! I think it has to do with. I'm still a newbie, so it's a new word. Me. Put that in the book. <clears throat> Put that in the dictionary. Put that in the dictionary. <laughs> But then the has clip to do notes with controlling <laughs> like your throat and how the air comes out. Okay. So that you can be able to like hold certain notes longer or or and know when to breathe. That's another thing too is That's know hard. when to breathe. You think you just pull a breath and No, no it's not like it, that. There's there's ways you there's methods to breathing. Like you let so a little bit out and then you let more out. But for no, a it's, sound. it's notes. Like do you breathe every note, every half every other note, you know, all these things. So your wind instruments, like they're tough. <laughs> You yeah. gotta have lung capacity. For I that. think I w- if I had to choose an instrument, it would either be the piano because, like, being able to use your hands and stuff like that, and like your fingers, and I have large, uh, wide hands, that would probably help me. I'm not very good with. If I'm playing with my right hand, I can't play with my left hand. Oh, okay, okay, type okay, of thing. Okay, you know, okay. I, I don't know if yeah, you know. Yeah, being what able I mean. to think on both, yeah. Um, or the drums. The drums, you need that too, though. Yeah. So when I'm, if I'm, if I'm tapping like one, two, three, four, in the moment I lift my left hand to tap, I'm, I'm already out. You're of already seat. off. I'm yeah. off. I'm off. Do you dance? I'm horrible at dancing. I don't think I've ever seen you dance, bro. I don't dance. <laughs> I don't dance. That's why you, you never so see me dance. <laughs> Yo, so, bro, I'm a, I'm a pole. Yo. <laughs> the most dancing you ever see me do was when we were at my wedding. Yo, honestly, I remember back in the day, man. We used to go to Boulevard Cafe. I have a picture with you, Jacques, and me, and somebody else. I can't remember who. Um, at Boulevard Cafe, we have a picture together at Space. We went to Space one time. Yo, Space gets fucking lit. Uh, we went to Space <laughs> one time, and the you know house parties. We used to hang out quite a bit when I used to live in D.C. and I would come back down here for vacation. But um, but yeah, bro. I think if you dance, it helps with that. Like the whole like yeah, being able I'm to not keep very a good. tempo. My wife is a great dancer, but unfortunately, I am not. You should start Horrible. doing it, man. You guys should do, like, dance workouts. We should. My parents time, used to do that. I, I don't even have time for saxophone, that little dancing. I used to come home from Haiti. Like, like, in Haiti, I used to come home from, like, a party. I, rem- I remember Noche Buena, like, the party they have on the 24th. Yeah. I, used to, I remember there was one Noche Buena. I came home, and it was, like, 10 in the morning, right? And I come home, and my parents are, like, full on in a dance class, like, salsa, merengue, dance class. And it was a joy for me to just stay up just to watch them because I was like, yo, that's a workout. Like, they're literally training, doing, you know, that's a workout. So That's tough. I that's, can't. I'm that's, off. I'm off beat. That's something I want to start doing is, like, taking dance classes. Like Yeah, I've always wanted to actually do that, too. It's yeah. take some. Yeah, that stuff like that helps, myself. man. It helps 
open up your mind, like get. Because yeah, I love music, so might as well learn how to dance to it. Yeah, bro, dance to it. Um, Classical music is some of the li- is some of the stuff I listen to the most. Yeah, we did a lot of dancing at your wedding. That was yeah. that was. Oh, obligé, bro. Yo, yo, that was that was a fun time, man. I, I appreciate. It was nice. I it, was nice. it was a that. destination wedding. It was, it was nice, DR. man. It was nice, and then like, just the uh, the atmosphere, the people made the wedding. I remember the yeah, next day. Yeah, we focused a lot on the crowd. Yeah. We're like, who are we going to bring? Because we're limited to the amount of people we can bring. So we got to make sure the vibe is nice. The yeah, crowd man. is nice. No, the crowd was dope. It was perfect. It was dope. A couple of people were missing, but other than that, nah, it was man. great. It was I, I have to say shout out to you and Liska. I think you guys are um, a really good couple, bro. Yeah, like, it's great. You guys are the best. When I found out, I don't even remember. When I found out you guys were together, I was like, damn, that's a good one. I was like, that's a, that's did a you vibe. Know her? Did you know her? Yeah, at least I grew up in, like, not exactly in my neighborhood, but, like, we grew up in the same, literally, like, her house was maybe five minutes away yeah, from my house. Yeah, because I ended up moving in your neighborhood. Really? Yeah, you don't remember where I went to your house? In Haiti, I lived, I lived in the, the same neighborhood where she grew up. I was next door to her. Oh. Yeah, I came to your house one day. Like, you lived down the street. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's crazy. You we lived we there played for two pool. years. We played pool at my house, I think. Stefan used to come play pool with me sometimes. I don't know if you I came to your house for something, I remember, and I saw you, and I remember seeing your dad's cars. I think he had the, a, he has a G-Wagon or no? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He has a eight, uh, 1980, 87, yeah, the 87. one. Yeah. Oh, he has the one from my birth year. Yeah, he has nice. a, a G, uh, G2, I think the it's diesel a diesel one. Th- no, it's a gasoline it's one. It's gasoline? Uh, I think it's 260 or something like that. I can't remember, but it's it's definitely it's a two-door gasoline. Yeah. And it's beautiful uh, car. It's his bro. Pr- it's I mean, not car, but Bro, he's you know. he's kept that car since that year and They're built to last. There's no reason why you get rid of that car. Yeah, there's no like the first like time Like the defenders. The first time he changed his clutch in the car was after 18 years. What? The first time he changed the clutch. Obviously, that has to do with maybe the driver. You have to take care of your clutch, obviously. You know, you bro, in Haiti, it's all hills, bro. This, it's he hard kept, to take care of your clutch. He had that car when he was in the military. From when he was in the military. Military in Haiti? Yeah. That was a daily driver. At well, he was in the military in Haiti. That's interesting. Yeah, my father was in the military in Haiti. Don't, don't you have an interesting kidnapping story with your father? That wasn't a kidnapping. That was like a, we were on the way. This was before the one I told you about. This was uh, when I was like seven or nine years old. Um, my dad did some James Bond shit, like, <laughs> and protected me and my family and my friends. We, I had my friends with me about Watson Dada. Yeah, like, we were on the way to the beach, bro, and um, they it was like a car that was in front of us, and they they were essentially blocking us from, like, passing them. We're on the way to the beach. The funny story about that, because, you know, people have guns in Haiti, and, like, you have to carry a gun around because that's protection, essentially. Um, nowadays, it might not be protection because these guys have, like, heavy artillery and shit like that. But, um, yeah, that day, I remember we were getting ready to leave to the beach. We leave the gate. My dad goes, like, yo, I forgot my gun. Or I think he forgot his gun or he went to get an extra clip. Because he, he had the gun that he had when he was issued, when he went into the Haitian military at 19, is the same gun he had as his daily when I was, like, nine years old. So he kept that gun. It was a Colt 45, 45 uh, caliber pistol. Nice. Um, and he kept that gun, managed it, and, like, you know, restored it and everything. And um, he was like, yo, I got to go get my gun or I got to go get my, my charger, an extra charger. He goes back in the house because that charger held seven in the clip only. Seven bullets. I mean. It's not much. It's not much. 
And he goes back, gets it, and then we go to the beach. We're on the way to Wau Bay or Kaliku, I can't remember. And then we're like 10 minutes away from the beach. And these guys are in front of us. And he tries to pass them once. If you're not good, for movement, you're blocking monsieur. Then he tries to do it. At that time, there was a hole. So he was like, maybe it's because of the pothole, whatever. Tries to do it again, and then they do it again. Now, it's me and two of my boys in the back of the seat. Babas and Dada. And you know them. Yeah. And my mm-hmm. mom is in the front, and they're in the front. <coughs> and, and my dad's driving a small <coughs> Honda Accord. Uh, I think it was a 97 Honda Accord. And at the time, we're crunched up in the back, like, it's full. The car comes to a screeching stop in front of us, like, to the point where the, the Accord fender is right here. Their car, it was a single cabin pickup truck, navy blue was maybe where your knee Damn, is. remember the color and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll never forget those details. And then um, the car stops right there. So you guys are stopped. Stopped. And then the two guys, there was two guys in the back of the pickup and two guys in the front inside. The two guys outside hop out. They each come out with 38, two 38s. And they're pointing it at my mom and my dad. And so my dad doesn't even, like, think twice, bro. I don't know. Like, James Bond... <laughs> like that's why I, I don't know if I should be laughing or not, but that's crazy. It's 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 more so like the the if you were there to see it, I can't even explain it, bro. We were me and my boys, we're singing to Backstreet Boys in the back. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you might need to laugh about. We're in the back, we're singing to Backstreet Boys. Like show me the meaning. <laughs> Yo, like so we're in the back, we're listening oh to that, God. and then um, I've told this story a million times. A bunch of people probably know this story, but we're in the back singing, bro, and then the car comes to a screeching stop. My dad doesn't say one word. He just puts the car in reverse. It was a stick shift. He puts the car in reverse. He had his gun under his, his leg. He picks up his gun. As he's backing up, the guys are outside, guns aiming. Four guys in the car. He shoots out the windshield. Through the windshield. Yeah. And the, the bullet casing flies onto my mom, like burnt my mom's thigh or something like that. My mom's like, kids, get down. You know, like, like, but we're like watching. We're, I remember I was watching through the middle of the headrest yeah, and the yeah. seat. Oh, so you weren't riding bitch. I wasn't riding bitch. I was in the <laughs> side. I was right behind my mom. But my mom's down and I'm watching my dad. And my dad is backing up as he's backing up, shoots through the windshield. It hits the dude in the shoulder. Mind you, these guys never had time to shoot one bullet. Get the fuck out of here, for real? Yeah. My dad is like, he's one of the best shooters I've ever met. <laughs> Damn, that's so, wild. Okay, so you're reversing what's happening. He's reversing and he shoots through. So he shot, he fired one in the car. When he gets to a distance where he's far enough, he puts the car in, 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 in neutral, lifts up the brake, gets out. And then starts going ham. He actually gets out instead of just, like, fucking driving off? Yeah, no. There's no driving off, bro. You got two guys, guns drawn at you. Like, you got to think fast. I just figured you just reverse he all just, the way. No, he backed Ali. up far enough, and he gets out because they're, they might come after us, whatever. So he starts going at it, and he's wow. firing off. And I'm, we're hearing gunshots, but my dad is, like, outside, posted up on the tarmac. Mind you, there's, like, a few. Because, you know, the beach road is very deserted. Um, there's like cars behind us, but they had stopped because they heard the gunshots. So they stop and then nobody's moving. So my dad is going at it. And then he fired his shots with a sequence. This is where I 
to me, like, my dad is my idol, and my parents, I have a very close relationship with my parents, but, you know, the way that both of my parents, in that instance, protected me, both my mom telling us what to do and being, being calm for us, and my dad being outside of the car, like, handling shit. The amount of love and respect I have for my parents is, like, it's, they saved my life, like, my dad saved my life, so it's, 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 yeah, you're yeah. seeing it, I'm it's seeing it. It's immeasurable, yeah, It's yeah. immeasurable. So he's going at it with these guys, and then I see them go down. So the way my dad had his bullet set up, it was a regular bullet, hollow, hollow point. point yeah. Regular bullet, hollow point. Yeah, that's so how it was set up in mine, too. <laughs> exactly. You got to do it. And yeah. so... Um, well, actually, I think mine was set up. I, had, I think I had five regulars, and the rest were hollow points. Yeah. Um, if it was a hollow point bullet that hit the window, it wouldn't have gone through. It would have shattered the window. Mm-hmm. So we wouldn't have been able to drive after that anything. So he dropped all those guys? He dropped three of them. One of them wow. got out. It was four guys. So, um, one of them, one of them was able to like. Damn, how much bullets do you think he shot off? How many he bullets shot did he have? Fourteen. With him? He had four. He had two clips. Wow, nice. He's so a great he shot, bro. So he shot fourteen under and that kind of st- under that kind of stress. Everything. If to I take tell you what he people? did, you don't even know the detail. If I tell you what he did, you'd be like, nah, bro. No I want to listen, bro. Come on, tell me. So he's outside. He's, you know, whatever, and then. The hollow point hits this one dude, and he's like, that's it. You know, I, I'm watching this live. And then at one point, there's two guys down. One of them goes into, like, the little canal, like the little the mm-hmm. carnival. Yeah. If we, there's a guy that is in the back of the pickup at that point. Like, they're all crouched. Like, they're in the front. I mean, in a single cabin, they're crouching. And then one guy gets back on the wheel. Apparently, my dad tells me that he sees the guy starting to try to back up the car to come closer to us. Turns out one of those guys was a cop, was a Haitian cop, the guy that wow. fled. Wow, okay. Um, they're backing up. And so my dad, what he does now to give himself more stability, he goes, because you know it's a Honda Accord, he goes and leans and puts one leg on the trunk of the Honda Accord and then uses the top of the car yeah. as leverage to get to the driver height. Get to the driver height, and then also he pops the tire. So as the guy's backing up, he pops the tire, and then hits the tire. The car twirls towards the side where the, the tire popped, <coughs> and the car falls into the ditch. As the car falls into the ditch, one guy's climbing out, boom, donezo. And then my dad was like, you know, at that point, he has no more bullets. Because he's been firing as the guy's trying to back up towards us. Mm. And then he didn't have any bullets, so he hops into the car, double turn, like meet half turn. Yeah. So we stop at my grandfather. I mean, uh, my. So uh, no beach. You didn't go to the beach. Apadgen Beach. Damn. So we go home, bro, and then, like, you know, we drink tea. You know, in Haiti, you drink tea for, like, calma and stuff. And, you know, that day, my dad actually went back on the scene. So he went home, dropped us off, and then went back on the scene. He called people to go with him. And that's how they found out that one of the guys was a cop. That cop fled to the DR and then ended up dying um, in a weird way. Like someone else that my dad knew, he was trying to rob that person and that person. <laughs> what a piece of shit. Crazy, bro. Like, <laughs> it was, when I tell you, like, that story, and this happened when I was nine, you know? But, um, but yeah, bro, like, that's, you know... Those are those are those are the experiences that I'm like, man, I I, I can't forget those, bro. I, c- I won't be able to forget those ever. That's um, crazy. Talking like about near death experiences, that should have been on that list when you were telling me the stories. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. That earthquake. I was in Haiti for the earthquake. 
Okay. So that was a near-death experience, too, because the first shock hit me and my dad in the car, in the G-Wagon, in, in his car. Yeah, so you guys were out. We were out. We had just picked up my mom from work, and then we dropped my mom off. Like, we met my dad. That day, I was supposed to go play basketball at Kaskaya. We met my dad, and then, like, my dad and, my, and me hopped in his car, and then I gave my mom her car back because at the time, I was using her car because I was on vacation. I went and picked her up from work. She was pissed at me because I picked her up late. <laughs> and then we got into a little argument, and then, boom, we split up, right? My dad's like, yo, do we have this and this at home, like, food-wise? He's like, we need to stop at Kirby. And I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure we have, like, lettuce. He's like, because... You know, he was like, do we have lettuce at home for dinner or whatever? And I'm like, nah, we have lettuce. So we were supposed to stop at Caribbean, the old Caribbean. Damn, so you didn't go to the Caribbean. We so my house is like less than 10 minutes from Caribbean. The earthquake hit us, the first shock hit us before I, when I'm entering my neighborhood. So we would have been at Caribbean for sure. Bro, Caribbean was bad. Yo, bro. I know so many people that were stuck. Like, so many people were stuck, bro. So we were supposed to be in there, and then the first shock hit me outside of my house. The second shock hit me while I was inside of my house because I had time to go inside. And I'm driving home. We're pulling up home. My neighbor's house is down. This house is down. I don't know if our house is down. Like, mind fuck. And so we get inside the house, and then, like, I see at the time my aunt, my great aunt, my mom's aunt, was living with us. Um, and she was frozen and, like, you know, I'm, like, trying to talk to her, trying to see if she's okay, and she can't talk. Yeah, she's in shock. She's in shock. And then my dad goes upstairs in his room to, like, you know, make sure everything's okay, and then boom, inside the house. And, like, calling him, I grab her, we run outside, like, um, and then my neighbor's house, bro, which is a house that was, like, on the hill, same height as my house, I saw it crumble completely down, like, in front of my eyes. It was like a... Crazy huge house shit bro wow. i think that house there was like some some people that worked for the un that were living there they had a, it was a couple they had a one-year-old ba baby for job like and they perished in the yeah, yeah they didn't oh make it. man but i saw the house go down <clears throat> i saw it go down and like you know that's that, rough bro and then my mom is in pv and i'm like yo i didn't get a chance to say bye because we got into an argument and we couldn't call because you know the phones Gotcha. That day, bro, the only thing that was working was Twitter. Like, I remember I was talking to a friend of mine on Twitter, and I was like, yo, can you please, like, call my sisters? And here's my sister's number. She's like, okay, please, like, call my mom because my mom is in Haiti, and I want to make sure my mom's good. Like, wild times, man. But it was a tough. How were the few days after that? So I was supposed to leave. Like, you guys stayed at your house, I'm assuming, or did you guys sleep in the house? Like so the first night we slept in the car. Um, my aunt couldn't handle it. Like she, like she couldn't deal with sleeping in the car. So like, we were like, man, just step just, outside. Let's just not like no. We slept in the car outside, but like we ended up just going back inside the house for the second night because we were, and that was that was tough too because there were aftershocks. Yeah, almost every hour, every two hours. I, I think the aftershocks lasted Days. throughout the year. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying like, like those randomly happen sometimes. For the fr so I had oh, nothing. Oh, about like right away. So the aftershocks were happening. Like I had nothing to do. I remember I had an iPhone four at the time, or iPhone three, iPhone four. I had nothing to do. All I was doing was recording the aftershock times and just describing what the aftershock felt like, like a diary. Because I was like, let me just do something productive. Maybe if I go out, they'll have records of the aftershock. 
Because I was like, in my room, this is the second night, in my room, we're about to go to sleep, and then my parents are like, look, if it starts shaking, like, we all just run outside or something, like, just, I don't know. We weren't going to sleep in the car. It wasn't going to work. So I would just record it, and then I remember it would start shaking. This is for the first night, mostly. It would start shaking, and then we would get up. Everyone would get up, run, and then be like, oh, shit, it's done. Like, mental, just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's when we ended up trying to go to the car, and then it didn't work out because my aunt couldn't get comfortable. And so we just slept in the house. We just put up with it. And then the day or two after, um, we had to go get my cousin who was uh, stuck at work. We had to help her out. Then we... Uh, How was it driving down, like, after a few days when everything uh, bro, went down, bro? The day after, and I tell people this all the time. I remember when friends used to be like, oh, how was it? And I used to be like, I, the next day after driving, I thought it was going to take 25 years to get back to any kind of normal or any kind of, I don't know, bro. It, didn't, it just didn't seem real because everything was just a mess. People were, you couldn't find water, bro. I mean, you could find was down, bro. It like was man. All the supermarkets were down. I remember I was at a clinic where we took my um, cousin, who had like pretty much a steel rod like stuck in her leg, and Oof. we're outside of it just like waiting. And like the moment where I almost broke, and I was like, "Yo," there was a pile of just like dead babies, bro. Like, oh man, not and the it was, babies. And it was just like to me that was the reality check. Of like, whoa. Yeah, shit got real. Like, and see, I'm 20 at the time. No, I'm 19 at the time. I've gotten, I had the, ch that's what I thought. I was like, I got, I had the chance to live 19 full years, you know, like, but these babies just don't have the chance to live, man. Like, yeah, bro. And it was tough, man. The, the toughest thing, too, was right after the, the main shocks, the cries that you heard. Like, there were cries everywhere and. It just brings chills to my spine. I mean, I don't like yeah, talking it about tough. it. I mean, I wasn't there when it happened. I was here. But, yeah. man, and I, I, I went six months after. And I feel for anybody who was. I mean, families perish. Yeah, man. Like, I feel for anybody who just couldn't get in touch with their family members who were in Haiti. Like, you didn't have to be there to feel the shock. No, I know. I was here. No so pun just intended. Trying to like get, just trying to get a hold of people was tough, bro. Like, like it, you just didn't know what was happening. That in itself is scary. And the news scary. here was misleading. Yeah, because at the time, I mean, there was Twitter, like I said. but They are talking about tsunami and shit. Yeah, they didn't know exactly what it was. Man, that was, a, that was a tough year for sure, 2010. Yeah, 2010. And, you know, the country was, was getting, getting going to a direction that was better than what we had seen. Tourism was booming. They had just named Haiti one of the you know safest places in the Caribbean to travel, and you know you think about the fact that Haiti was like one of the top destinations in the world to come and vacation to to experience pristine Especially waters. Back in the day, to experience Mick Jagger used to vacation at El Intro. That was one of his favorite places in the world, bro. Like you think about that, um, you think about what Haiti meant as a tourism and as a, you know, let's just go and experience nature and enjoy the, the peacefulness that is a pristine, untouched beach. Like, you can't find that in a lot of places in the world. Well, that's the best shit. 
that's like we're blessed to be able to have done that on a week random weekend in our childhood you know and so i'm thankful for shit like that as, oh, 100% as much as i you know miss home and i i wish i could go back more often likewise you know i couldn't go i was supposed to go like two couple oh no not two months ago but like yeah 3 months ago i was supposed to go and i couldn't go but um you know as much as i miss not being able to go, I still hold on to those memories. Yeah. You know, like of just going to Provence with my family and things like that. Uh, just experiencing a, a lifestyle that I can say is damn near unreachable right now. Like, yeah, 100%. Unless you go to another country or something like that. But, like, you know, there are things that I never thought I would be able to be like, damn, remember when we used to do that back home? Like, so, you know, hopefully, you know, with our generation the amount of technology we have, we can bring Haiti back to what it uh, was when it comes to how it, where it stood um, amongst international uh, well-known tourist locations and things yeah. like that. Um, we know where we stand history-wise. Like, we have our, <laughs> we have our spot in history. Sure. <laughs> we made our mark. Away. You can't yeah. take that away. But, um, yeah, bro, I have faith. I have faith that we'll be able to do it. <laughs> um, you know, there I have friends who, like, are actively working, and we have conversations to to try and and do things. But it's just the timing has to be right, and things have to be ha things have to fall in place, um, and just people have to recognize what we mean to world history, the the, the history of the world, and modern day history. Like, we're not just a small little country in the Caribbean. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. And I know you do it. Um, I do it. Like, it's important for every Haitian, no matter what color your skin is, whenever, no matter where you come from, from a social class. Like, my parents raised me to respect anybody, no matter what social class you're in. Um, and I take that to heart. Like, we just have to be able to represent. Like, know where we come from, know who we are, know what our country means, and then stand behind it. Yeah. 100%, yeah. Wise words, my friend. Yeah, bro. But with that note, I think we should wrap this up, man. I think it's been a minute. Um, yeah, I feel like we've been here for like... Three <laughs> hours or some shit. I don't fucking know. Is you this know, the you been to Pepito's? Pepito's. In Doral, right here? I think so. You want to check it out? You ever had the the hot dog over there? Oh, the 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 chori, uh, the the... What do you call it? The choripitos or... Nah, it, I mean, it's a hot dog that they have with like... The Everything chips and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You what? Is that what you're feeling right now, bro? Hell yes. Uh, let's do it, bro. Should have one of those. Let's do we it. Should wrap this up. Uh, All right, everybody. Thank you for joining. Till next time, baby. Next time, baby. Thanks for having me. Alex, how do you? Thank you for tuning in to the Oliver Stone podcast. Safe journeys across the stars.